When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hear you as. How about now? Oh, Good now evening, I can hear everyone. you. What are you doing? Playing a joke on me. Good oh, evening. It's not even April Fools. Unbelievable. Oh, well, you well with me there. Good, good start, good start. Yeah, sorry, hopefully, Vida uh, muted. Anyway, let's start again. It didn't happen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 50 of FBL Black Box. I was going to say this is a good episode for me, but I've ruined it in the first uh, five <laughs> seconds. You're as, as standard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here. It's episode 50, Mark. We've uh, wow. been a landmark. It has flown by, hasn't it? Has absolutely flown by. Uh, what's our target for these? Five hundred? Do you reckon we can do five hundred? I I noticed that always cheating hit the three hundred this weekend, which was a big achievement for them. Obviously, scout cast. What's the scout cast up to? Over four hundred? Oh God, no. We 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 stopped uh, counting them in the end because yeah, right. it, it got too many. I don't. Know, it was all on the scout cast. It was always to beat Last of Summer Wine, wasn't yeah, it? For right. for you and Granville. So I guess we need another popular TV series that. That did a lot of episodes. Um, yeah. Walking Dead. How many have they done? They've done, they've done hundreds. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's just keep going and see uh, how long we can put up with each other. I mean, obviously, it's a new experience <laughs> for me because up until this very fiftieth episode, I've always uh, been beating you. But of yeah. course, the worm has turned. Succession as congratulations. Forty-one k <laughs> in the world. I'm eighty-nine k in the world. Uh, how's it feel? I, I don't want this to be a thing, you know. Like, I don't, I don't want it to be like you're like the best one ever. No, 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 I'm not I've saying that. You. No, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm yeah, not saying I know, that. but that's yeah. what people, that's what people are saying. But at the same time, it's a bit of a monkey off my back. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Uh, you know, to, to to have done a whole season and then and then nine uh, game weeks more and still be behind you is was not been fun. So yes, it's uh, it's nice to finally be ahead. See how long it lasts. It's happened indeed, and it was um, oh, what a game week for. I mean. Mm. tumultuous I guess is the word I mean it's been quite an extreme game week in many respects for the community to deal with isn't it oh it's been it's been crazy I mean I, you know I had a I had a ride as well I mean it, you know it looks good we'll talk about my team in a bit but having benched Smith Rowe in the first game 13 points on my bench I was thinking this is going to be an absolute nightmare uh, and yeah things kind of went well for me but for some people I mean it just seemed to get worse and worse like benchings of players and you know subs Livermento on people's benches and the Salah Havertz thing which we're obviously going to talk about at, at length in this episode it's yeah I can see completely why why people um yeah have, have been suffering this week but for some it's been really good and you know good on them yeah I mean so 
just to recap what we're going to cover in this episode, I have knee-jerked my wild card. Basically, Saturday mm. night came and Foden did the business for you and I felt very, very sheepish about it. Um, <laughs> you know, I had I only had four players down at that point, but I, I kind of knew that, okay, as is going to be, go ahead of me now. And the Foden <laughs> thing, you know, it's funny because two weeks ago when you played your wild card, you were talking about Foden and I was like, trying to represent Jota and saying, look, oh no, you know, Foden's all very well, but everyone's discounting Jota and I still think Jota's in the mix, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't talking down Foden, although I did feel at that time you were getting into something that perhaps was a risk because his place wasn't nailed on. And then about two days later, I think day before the awards, we went together, we met each other there and Torres got injured. And I said to you as I left, I said, oh, good luck this weekend. I think the Torres injury is going to help you. Mm. And lo and behold, Foden got six points and then... He delivered this weekend, though, didn't he, with the with the sixteen? And um, I do think the Torres injury has helped, but Foden has taken his opportunity, right? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what I said to you at the time. I mean, I, Jota's always annoyed me a bit as an FPL asset, and, and Foden, when he plays, does well. Actually, does score and, and assist. It's just all about his his minutes, and all you can do is try and see things. I mean, I'm not trying to claim I'm like some kind of psychic inside that looked at but I just saw in, in the game um, it's against Liverpool just his his role in the team just looking so I mean he, he was just the best player on the pitch by by miles and I just thought this this has got to be this has got to be a turning point for him mm. the annoying thing was Jota went on and scored double digits for you as well because I'd be really smart yeah, if, he, if, mean, he, if, he, if he'd been benched it would have been a I wasn't well, I was wrong about Foden and obviously the Torres thing changed the landscape a bit I was shocked by how much and I've been shocked how well Foden has played. Um, I knew he had it in him, but he's really has consistently delivered. Like he's mm. in every game, he looks their best player now, right? Which is, you know, to the point where they can afford to bench De Bruyne. But Jota, I don't, I wasn't wrong on Jota. When he's on the pitch, he he does deliver. And obviously, that game at Old Trafford was an incredible match as well, as well as the mm. as the Chelsea one. Um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And Jota came out of that of eleven points. Obviously, Salah got the plaudits, but Jota started ahead of Mane as he did in that Old Trafford encounter the previous season. So there was something in that. Um, and so I do think Jota's a player still in the mix, right? Still in the mix with Foden. But I think Foden doing the damage, I played the wild card to get him because he was going up in a price rise that night. Ben Rama was going down for me. Saab was going down in value as well. I didn't have Livermento. I knew he was going to go up. I was tempted by Mount. So many factors. And obviously Kane... Kane looks so disappointing for that, me. That that was, I mean, that was he? a big, that was that was a big call again. I mean, I, I got Vardy, didn't didn't exactly. Mm. Well, I couldn't. I would have preferred if he hadn't played at all, and I've got my my Smith throw points off. But mm. yeah, he he came in. But yeah, Kane again. I mean, it just he's just not he's just not there. You, you could Newcastle was was a blip. I strongly think the Newcastle game was was yeah, a, bit, I, I, a bit like Norwich and a bit like some of these these teams. That, he's playing tonight yeah. as well, Kane. Yeah. That, that's odd, isn't it? I mean that. I don't know what that tells me. It tells me that maybe um, Nuno thinks he needs games. But to, to play Kane in the AFL Cup with a second string yeah. 11, I, don't, I think that's a really odd call. I mean, they've got Scarlett who could have played, so I don't, I don't get it really. It's almost like he's, he's not punishing him, but saying, look, you need to get, get amongst mm. the goals. You need to get some form and get, get some games in your legs. It, clearly it looks like that, but it's whether it's physical or up here. And, and we don't know. We're only speculating, but we're looking on and... What I, what I hoped I'd see against West Ham was a bit of passion from Spurs with Kane involved. And I didn't see any of that at all. Spurs was second rate again. And Kane's involvement, he had a header second half, which, you know, first mm. half, which could have gone in. And I guess that might have changed things completely. But I I didn't get a good feel 
But what I saw, he just he just looks slow and he yeah. looks not really bothered. And you, you compare him to Son, who's running around like a maniac. And you know, I think in, in kind of the last ten minutes, Son tracked back and, yeah. and and won a ball. I mean, Kane just Kane just kind of ambling around, and he just got, I, I describe it as going through the motions. That's that's how it looks like with him. And when you've got you know twelve million tied up in in a play like that, it's it's not worth it. But at the same time, it is a little bit hard to know what what to, what to do with the money. Well, Especially yeah. if Vardy's out and and players, it's yeah. I mean, we're going to look at you, forwards. Tonight. You sent me your you sent me your wildcard team with three very budget uh, strikers in yeah. it. Yeah, so. we're going to look at forwards tonight in the problem game. Steve Elbow's going straight in, saying Kane wasn't a sensible pick. Look, I I understand. It doesn't look like that. I think my what I t- tried to do with Kane is hope that he was going to find some form, and then have him for obviously Spurs' run of games, and then have him as a, an alternative captain to Salah in the hope that I'd have the balls to take it off Salah once or twice when everybody's mm. on Salah. That's the tactic. But obviously the weekend has changed that in two ways. One, Kane was disappointing and didn't really move on from the... New, he moved back, if anything, from Newcastle. Two, the idea of not captaining Salah. No, no. <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone's going to be brave enough, to be honest. So those two things conspired to obviously put me off Kane a bit. And I, I don't... I'm not sitting here now saying he won't be in my wildcard team, but it's not likely. Not likely. Oh, there's no way you're going to stick with Kane on your wildcard team. Let's be honest. That would that would just reek of yeah. I don't know desperation. Desperation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> that was the logical next word, wasn't it? As let's face it. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like you're wildcarding to all my players anyway. So Ooh, yeah. you're well, going to need, you're gonna we'll need a couple see. of them up. We'll we'll absolutely <laughs> see. I mean, I must, I must say a, a, a preview. I'm a, I'm probably only going to wildcard about five or six players <clears> difference. Um, and I'll talk about why um, and, and the effect of that. So ex- exactly the thing that you said you didn't want to do when you played it with Premier Oh, I, look, I'll, talk, I'll talk about it now. Okay, <laughs> right. So, my, and, and I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to wildcard away significantly. I wanted a wildcard to a team that was still strong but very different to everybody else's. And I think that's very difficult because unless you play the wildcard early in the first one or two weeks, one, two, three, four game weeks maybe, it's very difficult to expect to look at your team and go, there's nine players there that aren't good enough that I reckon I can do better on. Or there's 10 mm. or 11, right? It's, if you're in that situation by game week nine or 10, you've probably done something disastrous, right? So I'm not saying, you know, I'm the best manager in the world or anything, but I don't think I'm ever going to get in a situation where by game week nine or 10, I look at my team and go, there's 10 or 11 players that I want that aren't in my team. I don't think that's ever going to happen. It's difficult to see that because I take hits as well. I'm a manager who, if I feel like I need a player, will take a hit to get a player as well. And that's what happened last season. I just kept taking hits and it never looked right to play the wild card. And in the end, I played it around the double game weeks and it didn't come off. So I think that my expectation of, well, I want to play it and move away in a very in a different direction quite majorly is probably not ever going to happen. But isn't this the exact argument you were using against me playing my wild card yeah, last week? <laughs> it was. It was. Because you were saying you're never going to be in that position, but so it's best to wait and take the hits and wait for an opportunity, right? Whereas at the moment, you're just, in theory, wild carding to teams that everyone else has got. You could have, should have, so you're just admitting a mistake, basically. You think you should have I, played I, 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 No, well, I don't know if two or three weeks was the right, was the right time. Yeah, you know when it's right. I think, I think that there's a tipping point for me in that, obviously, I didn't have Foden, and I didn't have Chilwell, and I didn't have Livermento, and I kind of think those three players, you've got to have them, right? I think that they're staples now. I don't think they're going to go away. I mean, what we've learned about Chilwell is he looks nailed on. Foden, probably the most nailed on he's ever been, and when he is, he looks like he's on the pitch, he's performing, he's not playing tonight, so rested again. 
Uh, Livermento looks to be Lundstrom Mark II in that he's, he's offering more. He's a defender and he's playing defensively, but he's offering more. So you've got to have him. He's already 4-3. He's probably going to go to 4-4 four, four before the deadline. Mm. So those three players I didn't have. So it's not huge amounts of players that I looked at and went, I must have them. But those three, for sure. Not going to take a minus eight to get those three. And also I had Kane. I looked at Kane and went, oh, that was probably an error looking at the West Ham thing. So there was enough to tip me over. Um, but I do feel like, you know, I did knee-jerk to some extent. Hands up, right? I mean, it's it's emotional because you you have a bad Saturday and even though you know you've got seven players to go, you're kind of like, oh, you're trying to contain it a bit. But in the end, I just went. I'm like, no, I don't want Foden to get away from me. I don't want to pay 0.2 more than As did or 0.3. Um, I want to go now. So it was enough to tip me over. Um, I mean, he's still got 98 yeah. points. Yeah, which is, good week. And, 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 a, and a green arrow. Mm. Um I, th- I, th- I, think I, you, I think you were rattled because I overtook it. No, it wasn't that. It was it was it was the fo- <laughs> it was the phone and the chill one, the Livermento. It's those three players moving away up in value. All of them will go up this week, and Foden will go up twice. And I've got key players like Sam Benrahma coming down. So that when you when you feel the money leaking out of your squad and the players you want going up in value, it does hurt. You know, you feel like oh, that's like a zero point seven swing by the end of the week. Can I absorb that and come back by playing the wild card later? Is the landscape going to shift that much? Like in three or four weeks, am I not going to want Chilwell, Foden and Livermento? Maybe, maybe Foden will drift out of the City team again. I don't think that's the case for Chilwell and Livermento. I think they're kind of mainstays now. So I, I had to weigh it all up and I, and I was wise. Right? I didn't make the decision at a really bad time. I made it at half past two on Saturday night whilst in a space with another 90 people. It was the optimum time to play it, basically. Half past two, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right before the price rises, I played it and then got yeah. those players in. Um, I mean, I, to, yeah. to me, it's, it's, all, it's all about that Kane move. Because I think if, if, you'd, if you'd gone for someone better <laughs> than Kane... Uh, Hulo, again, well, if I'd have gone Tony or something... Yeah, if, you'd gone, if you'd gone down to a Tony yeah. or a Bro or something like yeah, that, you would, have, yeah. you would have been able to get away with a minus four, I think, because you could have just bought in Foden and... And Chilwell, for example. From well, no, no. My, my move that I made before playing the wildcard was um, Alonso to Chilwell. So I've made my transfer already before I played the wildcard. And then I was sitting there going, right, do I bring in Foden for a hit? That would mean... Actually, I couldn't do it. I'd have to take a minus eight. That's I what I mean. Because, because the money's tied up oh, in game. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I could That's my point. Maybe I would have taken a minus four to get Foden. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, maybe. I, I might. But I'd have to have lost Jota. Um, oh no, I wouldn't have done. I could have downgraded. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You could, you could have got Sar. You could have got yeah. Sar or Ben Rama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're probably right. That's and you would have had Sar against Southampton as well, which would have been a different. Yeah. I mean, anyway, you know. anyway, if ifs and buts. You know. It is, it is. But I mean, it was an extraordinary week for one of our apprentices. For two of our apprentices as well, oh, wasn't it? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, well, um, Nat's been been flying, doing doing really well. Uh, she messaged me every week. She's so into it. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but she's absolutely devastated because uh, Henry, your apprentice, has just overtaken her. Uh, for anyone not aware, Henry's played two chips in the last two weeks. He played a fairly unsuccessful free hit uh, in game week eight. But in game week nine, triple captain Salah. Yeah, crazy. And what's, what's really interesting is when we see new people to FBL play the triple captain chip early, and not for double game week. We, we scoff a bit and go, oh, little do they know they've blown it on a, an ordinary game week when there's double game weeks to come. Just like we did last week when he played the free hit. We, me and you were saying, oh, he really should, he doesn't know about that, the blank, so therefore he's wasted it. Um, but how often do we see this, that someone who is not hampered by the, the thought of, I must save this for a double game week, mm. play it in a week, an ordinary game week, and then hit the jackpot like he's done? 
Well, I, really, I really want to, I re- we need to do a video with, with Henry because it is very strange that he suddenly decided to play two, two chips. I wonder if it's based on the fact he's not doing too early, wants to get ahead, if he's not aware of blank game weeks and double game weeks, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the flip side of that was, was Nat has been doing well, but she went for Havertz captain this week, which is very, very, very unlike Nat because she's so stats driven. And when I talked to her about it, she just said she got completely swept up in all the Twitter hype. So again, this was exactly the kind of experiment that we, you know, were looking at doing when we, when we started yeah. this. And this week has perfectly encapsulated Showed one player it. going against all the Twitter noise and grain and triple captaining someone in a single game week and benefiting. And, and that, you know. Because there's no way, this. had Henry been on Twitter and he'd have said, I'm going to triple captain Seller, people would have yeah, talked, talked, talked him out of it. Talked him out of it. He wouldn't have done yeah. it, right? And equally, there was no way if, I don't think if Natalie had not been on Twitter that she would even have thought about the Havertz situation. Do you think she would no. have done? No, no, not even, no way. Because no. the stats weren't there. She's, she's based all of her decisions on, on stats and, yeah. and key metrics and things. You know, you, you saw the research she did in the early Apprentice videos. Um, I mean, that's not to say that Twitter hasn't helped her because I think Twitter did help her with her original drafts and with some decisions. But in a big week like this... You know, I, I think she definitely will, will regret um, getting swept up in it all. But yeah, really, really interesting to see that. Yeah, she said she saw YouTube videos talk about Havertz as well. It wasn't just Twitter, right? Yeah. It was the whole kind of bubble that we're in, right? Um, fascinating though, isn't it? Because it's meant that Henry's now ahead of her. Just on the back of She's him, not happy. him being totally oblivious to, to, the, to the rules of how you play chips and, and, and Natalie being taken along and swept along by the hype that was Havertz, right? That's it. That's what decided it. <laughs> And I'll tell you, she is not happy. No. Uh, she, you know, she's absolutely She's not devastated. the only one, right? Let's talk about the Havertz situation because it has been hard, right? And, and I've got to say, like, I felt low Saturday, right? I only had four players down and I felt I felt low enough to play my wild card as a kind of method of cheering myself up, even though I had seven players to come and I ended up with a good week anyway. So I, I know what it's like. To, and also I want to talk about one week that happened to me last week as maybe an example of how you can recover, right? If you did Captain Havertz and you've lost that, that haul for Salah. Hopefully you had Salah in your team, right? Because you, you got some you got some of his points at least. What I will say is last season, game week two, I went into game week two, 293k in the world. So I did well in game week one. I came out of game week two, drop into 2.5 million. So a massive percentage decrease from 293k mm. to 2.5 million. I still have to come on and do this show. I didn't have Son, I didn't have Kane and it slaughtered me and you. You drop from 1.2 million to 2.9 million. Not as big a drop, but still quite devastating. So we know what it's like to have devastating game weeks where you've missed out on big points and other managers have had it. Perhaps not to the same scale as Salah because he's owned by almost everybody. But then to compensate for that, you've hopefully got him in your team. So we got back from that and I ended up coming 2K in the world. So you can recover, right? I was 2.9, 2.5 million and just grounded it down. You can make a recovery, but I do appreciate how low it makes you feel. Mm. I mean, do you empathise with those those managers who went with? Oh, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, you 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 try and do something a bit different. You try. I mean, I would have I would have captain Lukaku one hundred percent if he if he'd been. Fit. Would you? Absolutely, no, no doubt. Because at the start of the last show, and I watched it back, we this is before the injury because the injury happened in the show, didn't it? Mm. And I said at the top of the show, we're going to debate captaincy again. We thought it was cut and dry, but, and I thought you, like me, were thinking of Salah, because I, I was 
already turning away from Lukaku before the injury anyway. And I thought we were going to end up both of us going, actually, we've all both changed our minds. But do you really think, hand on heart, you would have stuck by Lukaku? I would have gone for Lukaku. Right. There's, there's, there's no question. I would have, I would have played the fixture. I, I thought Liverpool would, would win that game, but I didn't think it would be like it was. I mean, I, I hate the word variance, right? We just get bounded around a lot on, by the stats guys on yeah. Twitter. and Luck. You know, got, got beef with them and all that. But there is, there's definitely something in it this week. Because, yeah. I mean... For Chelsea to score seven goals and have us to get nothing, I mean, that's one. For United to completely capitulate in the way they did, try new pressing tactics that I'd never seen them do before, that's two. For Salah to be, again, as good as he was and to just be at the heart of everything, I mean, maybe that's the least surprising one, but still, yeah. it had to happen. For all those three things to happen in, in one game week is, is brutal. And, you know, I, I don't think people should change the way they play the game just because of one week. You know, I think this, this, this kind of week will live long in the memory. But I still think there is there is key. I don't think I still don't think it's an effective ownership argument on captaining Salah. I think you captain Salah because he's the best player in the league. Liverpool, the best attacking team in the league, and there's only three good teams in the league this year. Mm. But where there are opportunities, when when Liverpool play tougher teams, or when there is threat of rotation, or you know this kind of thing, we can still use that knowledge to back against him. Hopefully, I'm hoping we can. Because if not, it's a very boring game. Yeah, and that's and why I, I always forget in Kane, because I hope that I can look away from Salah on some occasions. And I, I endorse doing that. I don't think, you know, I'm not, I'm being honest here. If I'd have, I might have got Havertz in if I had played the wild card going into that game. Well, I would have done. I would have got Havertz in over Mount. No way I'd have got Mount. Um, and I don't think I'd have captained him, though. No. And the reason why is because I, I, without Lukaku, Chelsea have struggled. So I didn't necessarily, and I said this on the spaces going into into the deadline. I said, I didn't see Havertz necessarily going in and everything clicking. I, I did it mm. more, not because I had doubts about Havertz, which perhaps I should have done. It was more about doubts about Chelsea. I was thinking, are they really going to sweep them aside? And obviously I was wrong about that. They absolutely did. But I just didn't have that much confidence in Chelsea smashing them the way they did. I've, I've really thought it, I would struggle, but that didn't happen. And it is absolutely true. What I always say is a lot of the luck in this game is about when you make a misstep, and perhaps Captain in Havertz was a misstep, right? I won't go far to say you were wrong, but it perhaps would it was a, a gamble too far or a risk too far. The luck comes in when you decide how much you're going to get punished yeah. for that. So it's like you've got to have luck when you make a good... I might make a good decision this week and only get an assist out of it. Like, you know, perhaps Jota does play and I keep Jota in my wild card and he gets an assist in a 6-0. That's unlucky. Perhaps I should have got more, right? Similarly, if you captain Havertz, Salah didn't have to get a hat-trick at United, did he? I mean, like, no. might have expected a goal, but for him to get a hat-trick, at the same time, Havertz was the only outfield player. Was he Was he the only outfield player not to get a return? I think he was. He was only starting outfield player not to get a return. Even Loftus-Cheek came with the, the subs got points as well. Yeah. I mean, that is ridiculous. Barkley didn't, I don't think, anything, yeah. but... Okay, well, that, that's the variance. That's where the luck is. To be punished oh, that oh, severely. It's, 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 I mean, the, the, there is the stat about... Um, I think it's six goals in 28 games, I think, for, for strikers under Tuchel. Something like that. Right. Like his his, his yeah. number nines don't, aren't the ones getting the goals, which, no. okay. I mean, we did have that. I did see that stat banded around before, but I think, you know, there's, there's an element of that kind of thing maybe we should pay a bit more attention to. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the, the punishment was, was just absolutely, oh, no. absolutely brutal on that. Um, and I, I even feel sorry for someone like Luke, who who went against yeah. Salah, Captain Chilwell. Yeah, you know, he's, he, after that Chelsea game, he's laughing, and then and then Salah goes and, and ruins the whole thing as well. It was, it's just it's just a week that just you, you couldn't couldn't have been couldn't have been worse for anyone that dared to, yep. to be a bit different. Well, what yeah. might cheer you up? I mean, worse than any of those fates is I've got to eat banana pizza. 
right? So, <laughs> oh yeah, because because uh, bro, you're at school, Kane, right? Yeah. So yeah. think of that, and might have to do it live on stage at fest. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> They'll be very happy to hear that. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. that's coming my way. Uh, let's look at your game week then, because we've we've gabbled on enough. Um, 112 points. Uh, well played. I mean, talk us through it for the podcast. Yeah, Rams down in goal with three. Disappointed with that, seeing as Arsenal were just in complete cruise control. He's trolling again, isn't he? Good general uh, yeah. got him in all last season where he basically struggled. And General got him in last two game weeks, he struggled oh, again. I, mean, I went on the FPL show with, with General last week. You must he hate him. He got Ramsdale. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, def- defence, Trent 10, uh, Reese James came in with 13, Livermento 9, uh, Cancelo, surprisingly, the, the by far the worst performer there with, with just one. Uh, Salah captain, 48, Foden, 18, Rafina, really disappointed. I don't know why I've got him. I mm. constantly slate him every week. Bit of a Bit of an annoying one. Uh, and Bomo going off as well with one, uh, and then Antonio seven, and, and Vardy one as well going off at forty six minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then on my bench, um, Foster Smith Rowe with thirteen. This is what I mean. That the first game, I was thinking I've I've ruined this. I was thinking, oh, this is it. This was my chance to go ahead and mark. I don't know who's gonna. Maybe someone will miss out, but anyway, they didn't. Um, and then and then Mopay and, and Duffy. I mean, the good thing about having Smith Rowe on the bench was I had plenty of players that I thought could miss out. I yeah. know that's a bit of a a bit of a strange one, but I thought James could potentially miss out. I thought Cancelo could get rested. Foden could always get rotated to Rafina. So I'm not having Smith Rowe's points on my bench. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what way Joe's going these days. Does he want points on the bench or doesn't he? I can never quite, quite work out. But in my mind, I'm, I'm happy. I, he, he, I paid 5.3 for him because I wanted a decent bench option to rotate Livermento and, and Smith Rowe around. And he delivered. I, so, I'm looking at that. I don't know who you would have played Smith Rowe instead of. It was I guess between. It was, right? Yeah, it was between yeah. Smith Rowe and Livermento. That's that's yeah. what was coming coming down to the wire. A four I bit, difference. Yeah, I started beating myself up a bit when Rafina went off. I was thinking, oh, maybe I should have played against Wolves. Kind of tough game, but realistically, I was never gonna. No. I was. I was. I was never gonna do it. So, yeah, it was. It was fine. Um, Good game. That, that was the only negative. Good game. Yeah, very well game played rate. and set up now as well. And uh, yeah, by the way, um, BB, match of the day pronounced in Bomo just Bomo now. So that's a new one, isn't it? Where's Bomo? Did you not hear it? Bomo, Bomo, that's it. That's definitely not right. So there's no mm. mmm. If you watch, there's no mmm. No, it was the the Sky Sky Highlights, the commentator on the Sky Highlights is, is saying just Bomo. Basically. Or was it Max? We've, 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 we've heard him say his own it's name. In Bo- right? It's in Boomo. It's in Boomo. And it, yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying there yeah. seems to be seven or eight variants, and that was a new variant, which I had never heard before. So there Don't you go. talk about variants again. Oh, I'll sorry. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, my team, 98, Sanchez in goal. Got the save points. Yeah, and a bonus. Yeah, bonus. Yeah. Uh, Rudigan, nine, hero again with the assist for the penalty. Cancelo, just the one. Trent, 10 points, got the assist. Clean sheet. was quite fortunate to get the clean sheets. Bumo, Bomo, and Bomo, and Bomo. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> Salah just a one off on 55. Salah 48 points. Captain. Okay, fair enough. I won't. I won't dwell, uh, dwell on that. Won't gloat. Uh, Jota 11. I will gloat on that. I was right. You know he's useful. He's still there. He's still sticking around. For that's me. what really. That's the only. That's the thing that really annoyed ah, no. me this week. Good old Jota. <laughs> uh, Sala two points. Ben Rama three points on his way out. Antonio seven. With the goal again, does he ever stop? And then Kane, Harry, Harry, Kane, with just the two as my vice captain. On the bench, perfect bench in Joe's world. Still zero, <laughs> Alonso zero, Veltman zero, Perica off playing in, elite, in elite Dubai somewhere. Absolutely elite bench, that's what I want to see. <laughs> um, what all that means is we haven't got the usual graphic on the great and the good because um, Greyhead has the audacity to take a holiday. What does he think he's doing? What a week. What a week to do it. I know. I, I did basically tip him off going, I think this is the week that he overtakes me. Can you just <laughs> go missing for a week? But 
He unfortunately did give me a link to the live FBL table, which shows you above me in fourth place in the great and the good. Ahead of general, just behind slippers, two points behind slippers, who had a yeah. bad game week, 81 points. So um, catching him up. Absolutely. You, like, like someone wise always said, always got to look above you to the next person and he's my next target. Yeah, no, have a target above you. I'm still comfortably mid-table. I'm okay with 98. I'm on 623 to your 635. Um, an interesting, at the bottom, yeah, Yavuz, right? Yavuz is an interesting story. He has been large, he's been anonymous for about, what, six or seven seasons? Mm. In every one of his seasons, he's come in the top 10K. And then he was found, did a video, and he's come out on, you know, on Twitter and revealed himself. And he's having a terrible season. Was, oh, <laughs> is, there, is the two correlated? There's I don't a know. There. There's a lesson there. I don't there. know. But obviously the pressure of actually being out there in a known name, he, he was one, the only one in the league to catch in Havertz. So he was, he seems to be, if there's a way of having bad luck, he seems to be finding it all the time. Um, but yeah, he's bottom on 5.89. So hopefully, yeah, as you can recover. Because he well, no, has he, said, he, hasn't no, he? he, he, he sorry, he viced Havertz. The oh, only one to vice? captain Havertz was Magnus oh, Carlsen. No, sorry. Sorry. He viced Havertz. It was Magnus who captain Havertz. But just going back to Yavuz, he has said if he doesn't finish top 10K, that's the season he stops playing. That's quite a good policy. Oh, really? That's very defeatist. Hopefully it won't be this season. But Magnus, yeah, Havertz. Normally he's uh, six moves ahead of everybody else, of course. But um, yeah, he went... Very, very unlike Magnus. No, no, he likes a risk. He likes Does a risk. Does he? Yeah. What, is in a, a big risk? Oh, okay, fair enough. I, yeah, I, um, I can't remember why, why him taking a risk like that. Not, then, not with a... You know, those who did catch in Havertz and missed out on the Salah Hall, again, look at Magnus as an example. He's a brilliant player, brilliant FBL manager. And as logical thinkers go, don't come much better than the, no. than the best chess player in the world, do they? So yeah, there's, there's another bit of compensation to calm the kind of disappointment. My, my, one, my one bit of advice for if, if you do have a bad game week and something like that happens is just stay off Twitter for the... For, oh, God, I, yeah. I, I, would, I would say oh. a week, but I, just, just the day, just, just the actual day of when oh. it all happens. Like on Sunday, if you didn't captain Hazard, just um, Hazard. Uh, if you didn't captain Salah, just stay off Twitter. I know. That's, I mean, that's the best bit of advice I can give you. I don't it, go it on does Twitter calm down. on match days until the evening. I, I go on about nine o'clock when I think it's safe, basically. Yeah. When it when it starts to settle down, and because I don't like going on when all everyone's posting their scores, I like to go on when the dust has settled and people are a bit more philosophical about a good game week or a bad game week. And, it, and you know, it starts to settle down. And I quite like the crowd that time of night, just before match of the day. And I don't go on, oh God, going on at five o'clock, six o'clock, it's a nightmare, isn't it? It's, oh, you just, you, you just can't. You, you literally just can't. It's, uh, yeah, a cesspool is how I describe just don't, it. Just don't do it. Just don't, just do, don't it do it to yourself. It. Good or bad game weeks, just don't do it to yourself. Uh, right, so look at some data as we do. Uh, so a few things to pick out here. Obviously, the Man City defence is, is top as usual. Um, I want to talk about, give special credit to Crystal Palace. Uh, you'll love this. They are sixth in the table for minutes per XG conceded non-penalty uh, over the season and fourth over the last four game weeks as well. Um, Gaito is a, a goalkeeper I'm looking at <coughs> on the wild card. Uh, and it is tempting because they've had such a tough start and yet defensively they've turned out well, haven't they? They have. And yeah, feels like every week we we talk about them. Um, I don't think there's any kind of big collapse coming because nope. they're just so solid and so well drilled, and they've bought well, and all of that. Um, it's it's just been the fixtures, isn't it? I think that's why we we've kind of avoided getting any of their players um, in Man City next, but then Wolves, Burnley, Villa, Leeds, uh, United, Everton, Southampton. I mean, it's they're they're on the on the they're coming into a fairly good run now. Yeah, they uh, are. I think the City game is is one of those ones where I don't even want to say I don't think they'll get battered because 
I didn't think Brighton would get battered and we got absolutely torn apart in the first half. That's just what they're capable of doing. Like I say, there's there's three teams in the league which are capable of dismantling anyone easily. Mm. So I think, you know, cities obviously, I think they'll, they'll put in a good show, but it won't be enough and they'll, they'll lose comfortably. But after that, you've got to fancy them starting to get some, pick up some clean sheets. So I like the way to pick. Yep. I think there's legs in it. I might get yet go there. You'll see my team later on. Uh, word on Newcastle. They had the best fixtures over the last four. The 15th worst defence for minutes per exchange on penalty. 63.4. They're 19th over the season, despite having the fifth best fixtures for those nine games as well. Um, got a job on, hasn't he? Now Bruce has gone. I mean, do you see a recovery yet? I mean, they've got to stay up. Whipping boys, aren't they? If, if they don't stay up, it's going to be a hell of a project for the for the new owners. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they've got, they've got to, they've got to somehow find something that that works. Um, I mean, by all accounts, he, he's a good manager, Jones. He's, he's been credited with a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, good, good coaching and, and everything. But is it going to be enough with the squad they've got? Not entirely convinced. I think they're they're a target. Well, he made defensive changes. I mean, he is a defensive coach, and we're expecting this to improve over the few next few game weeks. They've got some options in attack, but I don't, you know, defensively. They've got Wilson like, back, which yeah. is which is which is huge. Mm. Um, I I just think from a from a attacking point of view against them, they I think they're along with Norwich, mm. and I still think Watford. To yeah. be fair, uh, and, yeah. and maybe even Leeds as well. Mm. I mean, they're the, well, they're the ones I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, I mean Norwich are well, they're to be taken, aren't they? Um, they had the worst fixtures of any team over the first nine, but they are bottom. Um conceding a shot every 5.6 minutes and uh, conceding an XG every 50.5, which is the worst over the season so far. Not the worst over the last four game weeks. That prize goes to Manchester United. We've conceded an XG, uh, conceded 42.7 minutes. They've conceded a shot every six minutes and a big chance every 27.7 minutes. And the Liverpool game's got a lot to do with it. Torn apart, weren't they? Torn apart. Well, it was, it was, uh, it's just embarrassing. I mean, I'm sure people have listened to commentary about the pressing and the style and, and everything, but it was, it was just, it was just an absolute joke. I, I've, I've never seen anything quite, quite like it. I'm, I'm astounded that Solskjaer is still in, in a job because you know, there's getting tactics wrong and there's playing the wrong team and, and all of that. But it was just, it was like, it was just men against boys, like right from the first minute. No one seemed to have a clue what they were doing. You had players pressing when they shouldn't have been. You had players out of position. Maguire looks like he's, I don't even know, he looks half pissed in the last like, three or four <laughs> games. It's true, I've, he doesn't I've seen look him play. at all. I know, he doesn't, something's wrong. Like, he doesn't, he's, he looks bewildered most of the time. He it? does. Well, he's, well, constantly turning around with the balls in the net. He's like, oh, has that happened again? What's, what's just, But what's how just does he on? look so impressive for England and look, not even look like a footballer at times, you know. I, know, I, don't, get, I, I, know. Don't, I don't understand yeah. it. It's, it's, very, it's very strange. I mean, when you're looking for leadership and you're looking for, you know, someone to, you know, take ownership of, of the game, you're looking to him to do it. And there was there was just absolutely nothing. I mean, the middle of the part, I mean, McTominay and Fred. I mean, in Mac fact... Fred, as they're now Mac called. Fred, I mean, that, that partnership can never happen again, surely, because no. that was just absolutely... I mean, I, I saw the Liverpool lineup, and genuinely I thought to myself... This this United could get something out of this because I looked at the midfield, you know, without Fabinho in there and Cater coming in, who hasn't been that consistent. And he I was thought, good I thought if United can keep this tight and hit him on the counter like we've seen them do before, there could be something in it. And they just seem to throw away all their all the tactics that have worked for them in these kind of matches before. Try something different, and it was it was a joke. I, honestly, I don't. I I know Liverpool are great. I know Salah's amazing, but again, similar to Kane in that Newcastle game. You, that they that you can't play a team that can play any worse than that. It's it's one of the I, I think it was a worse performance than Norwich. No, but I, I think 
when they're playing against a team who will punish them as mercilessly as Liverpool, that's the difference, right? I mean, mm. I mean, United will give away chances, but the way Liverpool took the, I mean, they just went for the front. I mean, and also the last half an hour, it was almost like Liverpool were embarrassed to score again. Well, they're they like, were. Well, just, they well, were. We'll let them off this last half an hour. I mean, the, the, thing, the thing is, you say, you say they were ruthless in their punishing, and of course they were, but at the same time, the amount of space they had, they couldn't not score. Like, you know, Salah, I remember Salah in the interview afterwards, he was like, I had like a sight on goal and I would have shot and scored, but I chose to go for the ball to Nabby just to let him have it. Like, there was, there was just, they could have done about 10 different things and still walked the ball. I still the think they were quite, the way they put their passes together, it was quite surgical. It oh, was, it was quite, fantastic. It, that, you know, there's a team at the top of their game as well. So it was unfortunate for United to come against Liverpool, but I think Gary Neville said it, they haven't really played a team yet. But, but. I mean, but look, I mean, the, the goal, was it the first goal, the second goal, when wan just like charged down the pitch yeah. and they just kicked the ball over his head? Madness, like, right. what, what, so what is that? What is yeah. that? Like you don't see any teams doing that yeah. in the league. Absolutely embarrassing. Paul Scholes called it, didn't he? Because after he the did. Atalanta game, he said, "Well, if we played like we did in the first half, Liverpool would be falling up at half time, and it'd be all over." And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Crazy. He's quite. Uh, he's quite wise when he's not chewing toenails. <laughs> uh, attack. I mean, let's talk about Liverpool. Look, they're at the top for over the season in terms of minutes per xG, non-penalty, every thirty-five point two minutes they're producing an XG non-penalty uh, ahead of City on 41 minutes so quite a way out in front those two miles ahead of Chelsea in third on 57.1 so those two attacks particularly Liverpool's out in front by some margin both over the season and the last four as well um, they've, it's just it's just crazy a big chance of 18.9 minutes for Liverpool mm. over the last four and 20.8 compared to 28.9 for City so they're, they're quite a way ahead of City at the moment they're, they're just a gold machine, aren't they? They are. And I think, you know, City are great, but I still think there's there's still a bit of, I think because there's more rotation, there's there's a, a bit more, the, ke- the chemistry's there, obviously, because they're all amazing players, but Foden is mm. now operating in a kind of a different role and dropping back and you've seen Gundogan and Bernardo Silva coming up and all that. And it's, it's, and it's clicking. Well, I think Foden got a bit jammy with, we definitely, definitely, definitely one, one literally of the goals. came off his ass, didn't it? <laughs> but anyway. And obviously Chelsea have got a new coach and new players and it's all adjusting, but Liverpool are just... Like the the best description of the United game was it was a team versus players, you, you know, because mm. the, the the team they've got the 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 chemistry they've got the awareness of space and where each other are. I mean, the goal when you know Firmino flicks it back to oh, I can't remember who it was Salah or Cage or something. He ran round and passed it in the square. Like they just know they they've all got this kind of like link to know where each other are, and it's it's no surprise the team just can't. But Salah's finishing is a different level. Oh, he's I mean everything he does, everything he does has, has gone up a gear. We saw it in, in the first couple of games. Mm. His awareness has, has gone up. Mm. That's, that's the main thing. He's, he's, he's not the selfish player that he has been in the last few seasons where he was maybe a bit frustrating that he, he made the wrong option. He's making the right choice every single time. Every game he does, he, 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 he does something amazing. He's, mm. yeah, absolutely unbelievable player. Okay, let's talk about Brentford because they're third in this table over the last four, despite having the worst fixtures of any team over those four <clears> fixtures. Um, they are third with a minutes per XG of 51.2, um, having a shot every 6.3 minutes and a big chance every 40 minutes. They've done outstandingly well. And they're about to, let's just look at the ticker, over the next three, this is game weeks 10, 11 and 12, they've got Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle, which are effectively a trio of whipping boys, right? Fair enough, mm. I think. So we've yeah, got to consider absolutely. them, right? We have, and I think this is this is the perfect... It's worked out perfectly because this is hopefully, I mean, I say hopefully because it often doesn't work out how we how we hope it's going to, but this is an example of where us doing the research, looking at the stats, looking at these numbers, 
should put us ahead of more casual players who maybe see Brentford play and are doing quite well, but maybe don't look at the fixtures, maybe don't look at that, blah, blah, blah. Because I mean, Mbomo and, and Tony are still massively under the radar. I mean, hopefully Mbomo's fit, but he's 4% owned uh, going into this. Uh, let me just t- check Tony quickly. 20, I think he's on. But uh, uh, Okay, 18, but a lot of those are going to be dead teams, right, from, from mm. the first week. I'd, I'd say he's probably more around the 12%, yeah, 18% mark. inactive teams, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to see defensively, Raya missing is is, is yeah. huge for them. And also he is quite keen a lot of the attacks they build um, as well. So I think there's going to be ramifications that across the whole pitch. But I, I definitely think having having one of them, Bomber or Tony going forward is, is surely a must. Yeah, or, or maybe both of them. Well, what's interesting, I just want to bring this up because this, this table here shows Brentford's opening nine opponents and the defences they faced. And the teams highlighted are the defences they've come up against. And this table is the same table which shows minutes per XG conceded non-penalty. So Brentford have played basically, what is it, seven of the top nine or seven of the top eight defences already, basically. The weakest defence they've come up against is Arsenal on the opening day of the season. But since then, they've hmm. only played teams, if they obviously discount Brentford who are fourth, so they've basically played top 10 defences ever since. Game one. Yeah, amazing. And so considering that, and considering that obviously they're going to come out of those 10 games to play the other teams that are all... Because you know, that's the way the fixtures work, we have we've got to consider their attack, haven't we? On the basis I, of that, I think the, the the biggest thing for me, and I, I've said it the last couple of weeks, is, is what what happens with Tony. Uh, is Tony going to carry on being used as this kind of you know battering ram type assist man, or are they going to now just say to him, "Look, we've had some hard games. Go up, go a bit further up the pitch, stay in the penalty area, win some headers." Because if if he is going to do that, then I think he's the standout striker mm. going forward. Even even more so than Antonio, because Antonio's fixtures turn. Mm. So I'm I'm probably not going to have Tony in for the for the uh, Burnley game because I've got other fives to put out. But I'll be watching that game, and if I do see a difference in his positioning, he'll be coming straight in. Yeah, because minutes per shot at the moment for Tony thirty eight point six. That's not as good as Mbomo's thirty three point seven minutes per shot in the box fifty four compared to fifty three for Mbomo. So minutes per chance created, he's created more chances than Mbumo, which is odd because Mbumo's a former winger, but that's the way it's been. Tony's been coming deeper, flicking the ball on, laying the ball off and Mbumo the runner. Are we going to see a bit of role reversal? Are we going to see a, not a change? I don't think we'll see a change in system because they haven't got Rissa to come in. I don't mm. think they can play three up front. Rissa would have been the one who could have played wide with Mbumo with Tony down the middle. I just wonder whether there'll like, be a little bit more role reversal or we'll see Tony pushed on a bit more, like you say. Or, or we could, or it's been working quite well, and we could see nothing change, and they do just carry on using Tony in, in the way, in the way that he is. Yeah, but, but even if you, that is the case, given that those look at the defenses they've played, and they've scored four goals between them, you've got to expect an increase in output, haven't you, from Mbomo and Tony over this? Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. I, I think we've we've been lucky in a way that they haven't done. I mean, okay, not not going to be unlucky if, if you're only Mbomo, obviously you wanted to get points, but. I think, you know, I mean, I haven't got Tony, for example. If Tony had got a couple of goals in the last few games and then I'm getting him in, everyone else has got him. I think going forward, having these players in, in place, you know, they could hit a big a big return in the next couple of games and then mm. we're ahead of, ahead of the curve. This is theory. what I've, the dilemma I've got in my wildcard. So I've got one wildcard team tonight to show without any Brentford players in at all, which Ooh. I quite like. And then an alternative which goes big on Brentford. So that's that's where I am with my decision on the wildcard at the moment. <laughs> so, so, so one with none and one with three? Yeah. Literally I love that. It. Yeah. Oh, you're, 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 you're quite clear then with what you're going to do then on the wildcard. That's good. That's still, what, <laughs> more than 48 hours to go. Um, so you mentioned Raya. Let's look at keeper data. If you had Raya now, um, what would you do? 
where would you go? Because he's out for four months. I've got to replace him. All right. So where would you go with this? Would you would you stick at a four or five bracket? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think what I would do if, if I had Foster was is is I'd play Foster this week, yep. and I would I would look to see how Fernandez looks because if Fernandez he's the backup goalkeeper for Brentford. If, if Brentford look kind of the same and he makes a couple of good saves and looks quite assured, then I think going for Fernandez is is a sensible pick. They're the same price, yep. point one less or something, um, and he he enters into that bracket. If you haven't got Foster, you, obviously you need to get a goalkeeper in, um, and I think it, it's probably. I mean, I've got Ramsdale, and I'm kind of okay with it I think but I mean it's probably between Ramsdale Sanchez uh, and, and Greater. Mm. Um I'd like to think I'd still stick with Ramsdale and I'm not getting kind of scared after one game but I think Greater is, is is a very interesting given, given Palace's uh, defensive numbers yeah I mean they've got strong defensive and their fixtures get better although having said that what this, what this table shows the last column is the ticker value rank for the next six matches so Palace have actually got the 15th <clears throat> Tough work. They rank 15th on the ticker over the next six. So they've got tough fixtures, basically, because they have got, you know, a couple of fixtures that skew that. Let's bring up the ticker. I think they've got City this week, which obviously skews it quite heavily. And they've got Man United away on in week game week 15. In between that, it's not bad. I mean, those two are the hardest fixtures they've got right up to game week 20. So I do think there's some value in, in going Gaeta. Um, Alex McCarthy shows up well. He's got the seventh best fixtures and his data's not bad. You know, minutes per uh, minutes per BPS, seven, not great. Minutes per save, 36 per nine, okay. Three clean sheets low. And the Southampton defence hasn't been awful. So he could be back on the radar as well. I mean, would you not just go back to Sanchez, low? Yeah, possibly. I mean, McCarthy, I guess people have got Livermento and probably yeah. don't have that, have that double up. I guess yeah. you, you probably don't. I mean, Southampton double up seems a bit risky. Yeah, I mean, I think Sanchez is going to, is going to, I think Sanchez, Ramsdale and Guaita are all going to be good value. For for four point five, four point six. I don't think you need to go up to a five million SAR or mm. I mean I was considering Melier. I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Um Mendy, I don't know. some people people still going there, six million too much for me. I still like Melier as a punt. I, I mean their fixtures yeah. do get better and their injuries are clearing up. They've got the third best fixtures over the next six. Um and obviously they've got a very good run, very good fixture this week with Norwich. So if we look at Leeds, their run is Norwich, Leicester, Spurs, Brighton, then they've got Crystal Palace and Brentford. It's not bad, but just we've seen so little from them to offer any incentive to invest, haven't we? I just I just prefer getting a goalkeeper from a team with good good stats, good good yeah. underlying stats, right? And and we've got we've got four point five, four point six options from good defensive sides in Palace and Brighton. Yeah. And and, and Arsenal. I mean Arsenal were have, have stepped it up lately. I mean they were unlucky to concede against Villa. They were so in control of that game and it was a it was a good goal. Mm. Um so yeah, I'm not I'm not panicking with him. But I, I think that those three just just they're all They'll, they'll all outperform 4.5, 4.6, whereas Melier could continue to regress. So I, okay. I think it's an easy it's an easy pick for me to go for one of the 4.6. Well, I'm going to stick with Sanchez, I think. Um, yeah. Let's look at uh, defenders then. Um, so Chilwell, first of all, I've highlighted him there. Um, question for you. Is he nailed now? Oh, four goals and four appearances. Unbelievable. Where has he come from? Uh, is he nailed? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it matters too much with him. We talked about it last week because he either plays or he doesn't. That's the key thing with with him, and it's why I'm looking at Reese James and thinking I'm already getting scared because he's mm. played in the in the cup and thinking, oh, if he misses out, he's probably going to come on for 20 minutes and, and ruin everything. Which you, you don't have that fear with Chilwell. Mm. And I've been I've been saying it for weeks. The Chilwell Livermento pairing is is just so perfect because you always have that kind of cover coming in. Is he now though? Yeah, I think he is. I think I think he needed to come in the team and score four goals in four appearances. Crazy, yeah. 
and and do everything right. And he, and he just absolutely has done. Yeah. And I think Alonso is going to be saved for the the Champions League when they're probably going to be through in the last couple of games and and the cups. Yeah, and he played he played last night in the cup, of course, as well. Uh, two will def- definitely start against, against yeah, Newcastle. It seems, and I think the, the deciding factor, it's something perhaps I didn't appreciate, was I think Chilwell is better against the press, right? I think against the press on the ball, he looks more secure in possession. And I think the game that decided that was the, well, really the City game. Alonso didn't look comfortable under that pressure that City put on him. And then lo and behold, he got he got dropped for the Southampton game. Chilwell came in at that point. And I think that is what Tuchel sees, the limitations of Alonso. I, I still stand by the fact that even though Chilwell scored those goals, Alonso gives you a bit more up top. But, mm. you know, Chilwell's shown his finishing and I just think better on the ball in possession and that's what wins it. Defensively, he's probably better as well, although I don't think there's that much in it. I don't think Chilwell's a great defender, but... Um, there you go and Alonso there, there, will, there, will, there will be games that, that he occasionally yeah. is dropped but I just think you can't really worry about it too much I think the key thing is that he doesn't get subbed on that, that's the real yeah, difference maker as we saw um, and I think if, if, I, if I was wildcarding this week I'd, I'd be going for Chilwell over over James and sure. Cancelo are we, are we certain now that Cancelo is, is I mean he's played every game didn't play tonight looks like he's certain to start the weekend is, is there any fear now with him no nah, I don't think so I think similar kind of thing with, with Chilwell but probably to a lesser extent um, he he might get the odd rest, but he's I don't I don't really he's not I I kind of see Alonso and Chilwell was like you say being sort of fairly similar in in a mm. way and and doing the same thing, but Cancelo's just so above Walker and and Zinchenko, I I, I just I can't see it. Uh, he's he's he's, he's going to play unless Pep decides to give him the, the, most, the occasional rest. Most completed passes and most touches of any player in the Premier League so far. Yep. Uh, so he's, he's really important to them. He's also one of the most underperforming players, FPL-wise, in terms oh, of expected assists. Yeah. Exactly yeah. like he was last season as well. He'll Very promise. He'll promise attacking returns and not deliver. But he'll get. I think he'll. Get, he's got two or three goals more in him. He's got four or five assists in him. I think. I think that's going. That's the minimum we should expect. It's just he gives you numbers that it almost suggest double figures. But I don't think he'll get it. Livermento next one, right? Should we be playing Livermento? Is he really a bench player? Well, I mean, he, he could have got an absolutely monster score. Hit the post just before his his goal. Um, I, I, I think, honestly, I think I just think he's great. I, I think he's again, I, he's almost a player who I'm not even considering really as a as a fullback, just because of how far he plays up the pitch. So he's, I, I, I bought him in this week. I started him this week. Um, I'm tempted again against Watford, and then it's Aston Villa, and then it's Norwich. Then the fixtures toughen up. So then it's uh, Liverpool, Leicester, um, Brighton, Arsenal. So. Probably not the case, but I, I definitely think in the next three games, I'll, I'll be starting him most likely in two of them. Really? Yeah. I mean, what's great about him, I think, is that he offers some attacking promise, right? It's like Walker, he's like Walker Peters, but upgraded. Like Walker Peters had a little bit of suggestion that he might get you an assist now and again, but this guy definitely has got it in him. Um, I think he wants goals. Like, yeah. He's, 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 he's a player who, who gets up the pitch and isn't just kind of going to the corner flag and crossing in or, or you know, getting up the pitch and, and, and laying it off. He's he's getting the ball, going up the pitch and laying it off and going even further up the pitch, which is exactly what you want to see from from that kind of fullback. There aren't too many fullbacks that are, that are like that, especially not for four million. Yeah, I mean, minutes per shot, 134.3. So that's not in the realms of Trent or Reese or Cancelo by any means, right? Because they're all in the below 50 minutes. So... He's not right up there, but he has that little bit of threat. Minutes per open pay cost is good, 33.6. I mean, that that's better than Reese James at the moment, right? So that shows you the service that he's giving when on the pitch, right? It, it, it's surpassing even the, the Chelsea right back who is heralded as one of the best crossers and right play in the league. So 
he definitely gives you that extra little bit of attacking intent. And Southampton aren't that bad defensively at all. We've got to think. As we've said, uh, we, 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 we keep underestimating them, mm. don't we? When we do the predictions, we always kind of say they're, they're going to get beaten and they probably will lose 9-1 at some point this season. Um, but then they'll be quite good for the rest of it and turn it around. Like kind of just what Hassan Hüttel has them, he's got them well drilled. Yeah. I thought they'd really struggle uh, this year with given losing Ings and Vestergaard. But yeah, they've, they've made some good signs. Bro, you and Livermento look great signings. Oh yeah. Um, well, one on loan, one, one signed. But yeah, yep. really, really good. We'll talk about Bro in a bit. Uh, midfielders next. Okay, my question to you on this back of this data is should we have seen the Mount Hall coming? Because 24 points, he was fortunate at taking the penalty, of course, right? But he's been on this table for a while, right, overall. But in terms of midfielders, he's now ranked fourth behind Mane, Salah and Mares for minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. 118.3 compared to Mane, 115, Salah, 99 and Mares, 76. So did we miss a trick there? <laughs> I don't think we did. I mean, I was excited about Mount's prospects this season because of Lukaku, thinking, you know, he's, he's, his expected assist numbers are, are really good. I think he created the most chances in the league or second most chance in the league last year. Um, and now finally he's got this kind of focal point to aim at. In and out of the team this season, you know, kind of knackered from the, from the Euros and all of that. Um, you know, benched last game um, he played as well. And obviously with the injuries, he comes back in. I mean, I don't. I just don't think we could have seen it. He's been. A, he's a steady Eddie, right? Mm. That's, that is. That's what Mount is. He's a. He's a sort of a semi-reliable seven or eight pointer when he plays each week. Uh, and this was just a display of ruthlessness. But again, when you look at it logically, I mean, he had a tap in from Loftus Cheek, screwing the ball to him. He missed a penalty, crawl off his line, scored a penalty. He doesn't take. I mean, you wouldn't take the penalty if Georgina be on the pitch. Um, his first goal was great, uh, and and the assist was was fine, but. I mean, talk about variance again, but you could play that game hundred times. I wonder how many times Mount would come out of that with, with 20, mm. 24 points. The, the stat that's interesting here for me is the minutes per big chance, 223.5. He got the tap in at the weekend, but this shows me that he hasn't been in those positions to get those kinds of chances so far this season. And you look down the table and that's, you know, there's only the likes of Nathan Redmond who's got worse than that. Uh, in terms of uh, minutes per big chance. So he, he he's not been taking up positions this season to get those goal-scoring opportunities. He's been shooting mainly from outside the box. Minutes per shot in the box, 55.9, which is you know double that of the players above him, Mane, Salah, Mahrez. Um, so, you know, I, I, would you go for him over Havertz? I mean, this weekend, if you had Havertz, who would you rather have, Havertz or Mount, this weekend? <laughs> I think if I was buying one for my team, I'd buy Mount because right. you've got more security going forward. You know, Havertz has probably only got two games in him. Yeah. For the next two games, though, I'd rather have Havertz, I think. Yeah. I'd still rather have the number nine playing for Chelsea than, than Mount. I don't think Havertz is, is, a, is a bad pick while Lukaku stays injured. And I, you know, I think people who are maybe knee-jerking a little bit and swapping Havertz out for Mount and using a transfer on that, I, I, I wouldn't advise doing that but it has made me think that Mount is a good long-term mm. option to go for but just don't expect 24 pointers from him every week because I mean I mean, the, the thing is like I would say it's a knee-jerk to even be considering getting Mount but with Newcastle and Burnley up next two of the worst defences in the league exactly I, I expect him to continue to tick over mm. he is, he's definitely tempting me uh, what do you make of um, Corne for Burnley I mean he's showing up now he's playing up front I love midfielders who play up front of course mm. looks like he could hold down that role it's just can we take our Burnley blinkers off and get one of their players, one of their attacking players? It's very tricky when you've got midfield that is looking quite kind of 
set. I mean, you know, Salah, Foden, uh, one of Mount or Havertz, and Bomo, I think, is still important. Rafina, if he's if he's fit, Jota, of course, Jota, obviously. How could I forget? Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you can, you, you know, we've got Son, who's probably going to be coming into play fairly mm. soon. You might want to get Fernandez in a few weeks, or or Rashford, or someone when United's fixtures turn really nice in fifteen, and you're using that spot for a Burnley midfielder. I don't know. It I'm doesn't still, feel right, does it? It, it? it doesn't feel right. But at the same time, we are looking for differential picks and he is, yeah. he's proven already that he, he can deliver. So not, not an awful, not an awful look option. at their fixtures. I mean, Brentford this week, then they're Chelsea away, Palace, Spurs, Wolves, Newcastle. That's not a bad run. It depends what we're going to get. If Deitch lets, lets them off the leash a bit and lets them attack, which we've seen in phases, then he, you, you know, you could be in luck with with uh, Brentford, Chelsea, Palace isn't great. I mean, no. looking at three three good defenses there. Yeah, Spurs, Wolves, Newcastle, better maybe someone to consider in a few weeks. Mm. Okay, um, let's look at some KPIs. What I want to do is look at um, form this season compared to last, and it is quite interesting because some names here that we've already talked about and how they're getting on this season compared to last. I mean, Foden. This shows you how he's improved. We're going to look at this specific data in a minute, but this is sorted by goal attempt in the box. And it effectively looks at minutes per goal attempt in the box compared to minutes per goal attempt in the box last season. And if it's a green cell, it means it's gone up and the number in it is the percentage it's gone up by. So in other words, Foden's shots in the box so far this season have improved by 38.2%. So that shows you a significant increase in shots in the box so far this season compared to last He's also um, up for minutes per chance, 21.7. So he's getting more chances in and outside the box overall. He's getting more touches in the box, up on 9.2%. And his shots on target has gone up by 63%. So big improvement for Foden. And and you look at Mount below him, exactly the same, right? So these two players have improved on last season's output in terms of the key performance indicators, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Mount is is a sort of a, fairly tricky one to judge because he's off the back of that that monster haul and you know there, there was question marks about his minutes and his role in the team because you know Kovacic Jorginho and um and, and Kante for example were, were playing so well uh and it was hard to it was kind of almost at times in the hard how he was gonna he was gonna break it back into the team but he offers so much pressing wise and a, he does so much off the ball as well you can see why he's, he's kind of a favorite I think it was only a matter of time before he came in um anyway but Foden Foden, Foden's just the one. He, he's he's just the main man at City now. Mm. I think De Bruyne has got some injury, still got a few injury problems, still not fully fit. Um, Grealish is doing good work, but isn't the kind of central figure. Everything good goes through Foden now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, here's, here's his data broken down a bit. So minutes per shot in the box, minutes per touch in the box, up up from 12.5 last season to 11.4. Shot in, minutes per shot, 28.8, up from 35.8. Shot in the box, 28.8, up from 42.4. So it's his shots in the box that has shown a really big increase, as has minutes per big chance, 93.8, up from 201.6. So all the key indicators in, in say indicate that he's he's getting better. And I think it's just sustained starts, right? That's what he needs. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think he'll get them. And and I think like you like you said to me, the Torres injury, we all kind of joked about it a little bit, saying, you know, it means people are gonna say that this means Foden's more now, but I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. I mean there's other players that can play there. I mean he can play Gundam in there, he can play Bernardo Silva there, but even if they do play there, they can all swap around like we saw in, in the in the Brighton game anyway. Mm. You know, Foden's been dropping back, Gundam pushes up. It's such a fluid 
attack, it almost doesn't really matter where they start. I think the, the one player who is, I, I say everything good's going through Foden. The, the player who's really impressed me, I never, that I never thought I'd be saying, is Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely brilliant against, against us. Um, he looks full of confidence. He looks like, I was talking to Janny about it earlier. I think some of the weight of having to like replace Aguero has been taken off him by being pushed well, out he's, to the he's wing. Not, he's not all about goals now, is he? Right? No, he can, he can show off some tricks. He can, he, he can use his, because he's got loads of, his, his work rate's never been in question. He can use that, and, but he's not got the full focus of being the one to score goals. I think, I mean, it's almost like Pep knows what he's doing. Mm. Can, can you believe it? So the big question with Foden is, is he going to hold his starting role until that run 15, 16, 17, 18, where it's a big blue block of fixtures for City? If we can take a nailed-on City attacker into that run, we should profit, right? But is it going to be Foden? Is this just one of those spells where it's his turn and Pep will bring in Mares for a run of games soon or Sterling for a run of games? Or do you think he's here to stay? I think, I, honestly, I, 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 I said this a few weeks ago, I think he's... He's he's there to stay. He he might get the occasional rest of one week, but he's not going to be a Mares as bench for two or three games right. in a row. I just I just cannot see it. Not not with the level that he's at. See that's it because because Seb's putting out today. Uh, he put a, he said this on the Scoutcast as well. He said um, that he feels we're perhaps two weeks too late to get on to Foden. I don't agree with that because I like you. I feel that he that, that it's a risk not going now because there is every chance he could be in the team for a prolonged period. Because there's every sign of that. And I know we can't trust Pep, but I do think that if you don't go on now, you could really regret it. It's a bit like back in 2013 when I didn't get on Ramsey and I didn't get on Torway. Mm. I kept saying to myself, no, it won't be sustained. And it's not the form that I worry about with Foden, it's the starts. And I could sit here and go, no, there's no way he'll be nailed on now because no one in the city team is. But if you do go with that and you risk that, and every week you think, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a real risk, isn't it? You're in danger of slipping further behind. Yeah, of course you are. And it, it makes me happy to see to see people with that view because I think they're going to continue to miss out and, and not get him. And he, he he just seems like an absolute gift to me at the moment. Mm. You know, he's, he's 8 million. He's, he's not 12 million. He's 8 million in an absolutely fantastic city side as the main man playing the majority of games at the moment. All you can do is use the evidence you've got so far and the matches you see him play and the stats and he ticks every box. So I, I just don't know why why you wouldn't be moving heaven and earth to get him. Um, he, okay, I guess it's just Pep, right? We've seen him do this before. But he, the things Pep's saying now, I think he said, like, I'd, I'd like Foden everywhere, didn't he? You know, he's even right taking the bait now. When people try and kind of get him to praise Foden, he's, he's, he's voluntarily it's, it's doing di- it. I right? tell you, it's, it's, it's different to, to previous seasons. We, we, we can't look at him. We can't judge him on the Foden of last season or the season before. He's, 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 up, he's up to such a high level now and I think it's it's to do with the management it's to do with the fact he's been kind of in and out of the team and and now he's he's earned he's earned his spot and and don't forget as well he's versatile right he doesn't have to play at the false night he can play on the right he can play on the left he can play in the middle yeah, he no, can play yeah. wherever, yeah, wherever you make wherever, a very strong case as I wherever, wherever Pep wants him he, he's honestly mm. I think Salah and Foden at the moment I, I, I must and I'll probably put Trent in there up there as well okay but, they're, they're the three for well, me. Well, I hope but... you're right because it, it was one of the factors behind playing the wild card. Um, a player I want to draw on as well here is Som. Right? I was really surprised at this because this is basically his data this season compared to last and he had a stellar last season and yet mm. 
all of his key indicators are up, apart from chances created, which is down by 4.7%. So he's creating a few less chances per minute. Well, he's, he's looking around him and going, well, I'm not going to bother. Yeah, I'm not going to pass to, yeah. <laughs> so everything is up. So like, you know, his, his minutes per goal attempt the box is up by 19%, right? His, his shots on target is up by 21%. His touches in the box are up by 26%. This is a player who already was top tier for mm. me, right? So going into the run that Spurs have got, and then let's just bring their fixtures up. We know that from game week 12, it's Leeds, Burnley, Brentford, Norwich, Brighton, Leicester. Right? That's not a bad run at all. Really strong. Son really stands out. And, you know, while Kane is struggling, this data suggests that Son's having an even better season than last. Yeah, and he's a, he's a talisman now. He, you know, with, with Kane dropping out in the way that he has, all eyes are turning to Son to be the one to to deliver. I think the 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 stats are good. My 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 worry isn't with Son. I think Son is going to continue to deliver like well for, for his price or around ten million. But the, the worry is is Spurs because Spurs can can I, oh, I'm going to get saved of bashing Spurs again. I'm always bashing Spurs. Um, Spurs actually tipped them to win uh, the weekend, so people like that. But the worry is that they'll just fall apart. In, in a game and, and not create. I mean, to, to, to be against um, West Ham in that derby and not have a single shot on goal in the second mm. half. I mean, and that isn't the first time worry, that's it? happened this season. And you look at Kane and there's been a couple of games where he, where he hasn't had a touch in the penalty area or a shot. You just wonder where the creativity is coming from. And, and Dombele's back in playing at 10, which is good. Gill's fit and can come in. But without Kane sort of pulling the strings, I don't fancy them to, to get more than one or two goals max in a match. So what is kind of Son's ceiling? But does it matter if you're going to be captain Salah anyway? Mm. Okay, still on this table, food for thought for both of us here. Jota's numbers, key performance numbers, all down, apart from minutes per chance created, which is up 67%. His shots, uh, goal attempts to the box are down 23%. Shots on target down 42%. Why then am I still enamoured with Jota? I'm asking myself that. But also at the bottom <laughs> there is Rafina. He's shots uh, in the box down by 39%. Touches in the box down 11%. Chances created even down by 7%. So his key indicator suggests he's not having the best of season compared to last. So perhaps something to think on there for both of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm really worried about Rafina. I, I think I, I went for him with this Norwich game in mind and wanting him for this game. Didn't really want him sort of long-term. So he, he's someone I'm, I'm going to be looking to move out fairly quickly. I, I describe him as, as Schrodinger's cat. He's kind of always injured, but always not injured. You know, it's really frustrating as yeah. well to add that add that yeah. to his game. But it's the same with points as well. He's kind of always in the points, but not really in yeah. the points. He's, Very good analogy, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's he's an interesting one. Uh, frustrating. Uh, best player at, at Leeds by by a country mile, but I still I said it right at the start. I still have my doubts about him as an FPL pick. I think getting into that Brazil squad and getting into the first eleven for them is probably the worst thing that happened for Bielsa because. I think he needs to rest him. He needs to take him out for a couple of games. But because they've got so many injuries, he can't take his best player out. So he's almost got to keep playing him. And you're right, he's always on the cusp of another injury, isn't he? He just seems yeah. a bit fragile at the moment. He's always on the cusp of a massive return or injury. Yeah. <laughs> and, and kind of never really gets either, mm. uh, which irritates I mean, they bought Dan James, didn't they? And I think that was partly to take some of the, the pressure off, mm. off Rafinha. He, he, he played well um, against Arsenal yesterday, but... I don't, I can't, I don't know if he's going to really have a huge impact there. We'll see, but because Rafinha was moved central, wasn't he against um, against who they play uh, Wolves, which we thought might happen mm, in the ten, kind of yeah. Didn't really get a chance to showcase what that means for him going forward. Whether that makes him a better option or whether it takes quite I a think big threat. That's mainly because right. they're lacking numbers, though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think it's preference, is it? But okay, let's talk about forwards. This is really interesting because what I did here, I looked at the. 
I wanted to find the top five forwards for points so far this season. And I wanted to go down the scores and figure out how that, how low down I'd have to go to find five <laughs> strikers in the, you know, the top five strikers. You have to go down to 37th place in the points to find the fifth striker. And that fifth striker is Danny Ings, who's hardly a striker on form, in form, is he, right? So effectively, in the top 37 players in FBL at the moment, only five are strikers. And two of them, arguably Sam Maxman and Jesus, aren't even strikers anyway. Like they're playing, they can play wide. So this is rough, isn't it? And then, and then I looked at last season and thought, is this, is this a thing? No, look at last season, right? You, you only have to, you've got five in the top nine players like this time last season. So there is no doubt at the moment, forwards are really struggling to keep pace with the other positions. That is, I mean, that is so interesting because, you know, you, you look at players that we, that we tip. I mean, I, I tipped Ings heavily at the start. Um, you had, you've, you've got players like Jimenez coming back. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I know we joke about Neil Mope quite a lot on these, but you know, he's still been the starting striker of a Brighton team who've been playing well. And, you know, he's still like, what is he? 30, what do you say? 30 sec, 32nd on the list or something? Uh, is it, is it, no, not thirty second. No, he's not. This is, he's not. He's not in the top thirty-seven. So he's blowing. Wings. Yeah. Oh god, I'm glad I've, glad I've got him in my in my side. Uh, but yeah, it's it is it is, it is a worry. Uh, but I guess it it means that we can invest more in the midfield and go for the likes of Broer and and Huang mm. and and these guys. But at the same time, I still don't feel entirely comfortable backing backing those kind of cheapy ones. I want there to be like Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin's injury was was a yeah. big blow. Because I think him and him and Banford, they could have been ones that we that we looked at, but the fact they're both injured, it's, it's only really Jimenez, isn't it? Now around that yeah. kind of bracket, but he's not he's not the most explosive. I, th- I think those two. If you look at this time last season, Cavaloon had seventy points, Banford had sixty, Watkins was a factor on forty nine points as well. So those those three were in the top thirteen players at this point, and and really were big factors in our season. They're nowhere to be seen. This I mean, at the moment it's Antonio on fifty seven and Vardy on fifty seven. 50 points behind Salah at the top. It's absolutely crazy, isn't it? The gap. We, I mean, with that, 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 there have been injuries to big players. Yeah. I mean, uh, a few people in chat mentioned Richarlison. He's back now after a long injury layoff. He didn't mm. need long to, to score. Uh, could he be someone that, that we start thinking about? Callum Wilson yeah, back now maybe. as well. Mm. Could be. I mean, Richard, Richarlison's an interesting one. Um, you know, with Cavalloon being out for, for a longer period now, Richarlison's going to come in. I imagine take penalties. Imagine be the main guy, but... I still have my doubts about him yeah. um, consistently. So this fed into my wild card because obviously I'm looking at this going, do I need you know, do I need to put money out front? Is it the right thing to do at the moment? I mean, let's look at some forwards data just behind this as well. You know, like I've, I love, you know the names I've highlighted here. You know, you, you've got you've got King for Watford who got the hat trick at the weekend. You've got Boyer as we've mentioned already, and Wang for Wolves, Pookie even. I mean, these these are the names that I'm considering on my wild card because. Do I want to spend more than that, more than six, six, five on a on a forward <laughs> at the moment? This is the question I ask myself. And we've got Ronaldo in the league, right? This is this is the thing, you know, this is this is the most amazing thing, is yeah. that Ronaldo signed with such a fanfare and you know, we, we talked about his his place in the team he comes with thirteen points against Newcastle and we were debating, you know, can we do we need him even with the fixtures turning quite hard? I mean the thing is he's got he's got Watford in game week twelve, and then it's Chelsea Arsenal, but then from fifteen I imagine we're both going to have Ronaldo in from 15, given the fixtures he's got. I mean, uh, have have Palace, Norwich, Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves, 
Yeah, it get it gets big, doesn't it, for United? Then I mean, what 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 state United going to be in there? Is Oli going to be there? Was Ronaldo in the team? I mean, there's so many questions, isn't there? That's the that's the issue. But yeah, you're right. He's back on the radar then. And Lukaku, when he's fit, you know, we'll have another look, won't we? I think because the Chelsea attack is so strong. Yeah. Um, but I think at the moment, the way I, when I look at this, um, it's the budget forwards that kind of stand out for me as as an enablers really to invest in the midfield and in the defence. And I think it's it would be nice to be able to... I mean, Vardy, I guess if Vardy wasn't injured, he'd be a factor, but I, I've never really been enamoured with Vardy. And now they've got two options to rotate. And I just... Never I been know. enamoured with Vardy. Just never. Just never, never tw- 20, I know, 20 goals a season. I don't know what it is. It's like my <laughs> relationship with Aguero. I can't explain it. Vardy's been fantastic as a fantasy asset, but I've never really been on board with him at all. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see your front line of Huang, Brozier and King. Yeah, well, careful you say that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> let's look at... Let's look at um, KPIs on forwards and what what's, what I want to talk about first is look at Kane there every key performance indicator is down on last season which is perhaps not a surprise because the eye test has told us that goal attempts in the dock, box down by 64% just ridiculous I mean like touches in the box down by 12% generally shots down by 46.2% um, just absolute crash of his numbers and that's the thing. I, I, when I got him in, I backed him to improve off the back of the Newcastle game and thought, okay, he'll show me against West Ham that perhaps he's on track to improve. And he didn't. So the data's not with him and the eye test is not with him. I'd like to take a risk on him as an alternative to Salah captaincy coming up with those fixtures. But I just think it's too much when you've got the value that in with players like Wang and King and, and Broho, right? Yeah, I mean, captain-wise, you just can't. There's, there's no way he can... He can offer anywhere near the consistency. Sarah hasn't even got bad fixtures no. coming up. But there's, there's just, I just can't see any way that you could do that. Um, getting him, getting him in as an option. I mean, he, he he acts as a bit of a placeholder for Ronaldo, I guess. Going forward, he's still on penalties for Spurs. That's about it. So they're, if, the, they're the only two good things I can say about him. If Vardy was out, like for two or three weeks, where would you go if you were a manager with Vardy now? Well, I'm a manager with Vardy now, so, okay. I, so say I, he's I, out. I, I will have that decision to make. I'm, I'm tempted by I'd be tempted by Daka for a couple of weeks. Uh, he, he's been putting good performances when he when he's been playing. I like the look of Arsenal and Leeds for Vardy um, for Vardy for Leicester going forward. But if you're asking me long term, I mean it's probably Tony, right? Yeah, mm. seems seems the most seems the easiest. Yeah, I mean on our table here, minutes per big chance, 405 minutes per big chance. That tells the story. He just hasn't had the opportunities to score. That's the worrying thing with him. Um, and for that to change, well, maybe the opponent will give him big chances, but also I think Brentford have got to change the way they play and, and play him in a different role. But we've said before, we hope that the fixtures coming up will see that. Um, but oh, yeah. I, hope, I hope Vardy isn't injured. That would be a real... Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's just a player that I want for two weeks. Yeah, the, 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 the thing is, they're not going to take a risk on him because they have got Dakar and Iheanacho now. Whereas before, no. I think they'd patch him up, wouldn't they? But he is a player who plays on. He, he's very resolute. I don't think he's a player who will, you know, they'll want, they feel they'll need to rest. But I guess they can now. That's I mean, he, he he must have because he he was injured in the before the game, and he was mm. like, "No, I'm fine to play." Mm. And then he must have said something at half time, which was, "Yeah, I'm not quite right." Or maybe Rogers saw something and was like, "Yeah, he's not running." Yeah, he did. He's not running quite right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, if, if Vardy is out for a while, then then I think I probably will move for Dakar. Really? Would you take a risk <clears> on him? <throat> All right. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, I I, I still think there's you've, you've got to you've got to play the game with a little bit of 
fun you know cavalier attitude yeah. <laughs> well i think yeah. you know there's, there's certain times for it and whether Havertz captain was or wasn't is one thing but when, when the striking options are so few and far between do i think there's a huge amount of difference between taking a punt on daka or getting in huang or broya or kane or not really and, and it could end up working out quite well so mm. we'll see what do you think of Broa? Because we looked at him briefly last week. We're off the back of one appearance. He scored again with his second appearance. Got a bit of an ankle knock, but hopefully he plays. His numbers are pretty impressive. Minutes per shot, 24.3. Minutes per shot in the box, 30.4. Definitely comparable to, you know, the top echelons. So he's got all the signs, all the attributes, mm. really, to be an asset to us. Is it a gamble if I went with him on the wild card, do you think? Not really, because I think he falls into that kind of Smith Rowe bracket of, I mean, he's so much better than your guy who's in a different league or Dane Scarlett or someone like that. And you're not paying a lot more to have that kind of option. Yeah. I mean, the, the main thing is he's, he's actually a really, really good player. Mm. Like when you watch him play, he's, he's not, he's not like a rubbish 5 million striker who's going to be in and out of the team. I think he's, I think he's going to cement his start in that side. I know they've got options with Adams and Armstrong, but he's the best of he the does, three of them. He does look the best option for them, doesn't he? He, he, he definitely, he definitely is. And mm. I was talking to Janny about it earlier and he was saying there's a reason why Chelsea have loaned him and not sold him because they, they've got high hopes for him yeah. like going forward. Uh, probably just to get more money for him, I imagine, down the line. But yeah, I, I think he's going to keep the side. And I think, again, it's the price that can kind of put you off a little bit. Because if he was like 7 million, you might be thinking, oh, okay, I can use a bit more of my budget and you know, then I've got a bit more of a balance up front and all that. But the fact he's five, I think might actually put people off and I'm not sure that's the best way to... So think about it. Put these players in order of merit then. Broha, Wang, King, Pookie. Where would you go then? What order? Broya first. Right. Definitely. Broya definitely first. Then probably Huang. Although his stats are poor, but he looks like the kind of player who will just kind of get the odd return because Take he's his chances, yeah. Yeah. I, I think and then and then King and then Pookie oh, last. I just I just don't want the Norwich strike. Spark the fixtures, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't go with Pookie then? No, he, he I don't, I think this is something, there's something fundamentally wrong with Norwich. There's something fundamentally wrong with Pukki in the Premier League. He, he just doesn't seem able to handle it. And I don't think it'll be long till he's out of the team completely, if I'm being honest. Right. I just, I just don't think he's good enough. Okay. Interesting stuff. Uh, predictions then. Uh, we didn't do particularly well last week, but you're still beating me. Um, hmm. Correct outcome percentage 48.9 to me, 46.7. Brett scores eight to seven. I've got a head on clean sheets, but that's really, that's a consolation prize. I'm, it's not good enough for me, really. Really isn't. You've got four outcomes. I've got five. So I've got a little bit of ground back. But yeah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just laughing because you said Huang King. In the, I did, did in I? The oh, I did. I don't know what you mean. So pure. Oh, yeah, YouTube will ban us for that. You know that. Uh, One minute Huang. it's copyright music, then it's obscenities. I don't know. <laughs> All coming from your mouth. That's oh, well, I'm not doing the singing. That was pig. Um, right, <laughs> let's do the game week fixtures then. And once again, no, you sent me your predictions, not knowing what mine were. And once again, we're quite similar. Uh, Leicester Arsenal is the early kickoff on the, on the Saturday. Uh, and I've gone a 2-1 Leicester win. You've gone a 2 all. Obviously, we don't back the defences here. Anything to say on that one, really? You just, you just think there'll be goals, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not confident as a Ramsdale um, owner in this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bench him, I think, in, in this. Uh, I think there's goals in this. I think mm. both teams are, are, are coming into this in, in good attacking form. They've both sort of stumbled across systems that's unlocking players in, in a good way. You know, kind of Lacazette's come back into the team and has been doing quite well. Smith-Rowe looks an absolute world of a player on, on recent form and you know it depends on what happens with Leicester but 
you know, Madison scored, which I think is encouraging for them. They need him to start putting the strings a bit more. You're just don't, waiting don't to get Madison in, in the conversation, <laughs> aren't you? Oh, I would. Do you know, if he puts in another good performance against Arsenal, I'm just going to go back there and I'm going to get rid of Rafina for him and it's going to ruin my season. It's, 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 it's inevitable, but yeah, I, you know my feelings about him. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think if Vardy is out, I think Daka, Daka does, is showing, I mean, easy to say he's showing a lot of promise after he's got four goals mm. in the in Europa League. But even before that, I think the, the games I'd seen him play, he looks, he looks a talent and they paid yeah, yeah. 27 yeah. odd million for him and he's probably the long-term Vardy replacement his anyway. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, I like him. It should be a good game. Uh, next four outcomes have all gone identical. One all, Brentford, we've gone the same <laughs> score there. Brent Burnley, yep. Brentford. Liverpool, you've gone 2-0 against Brighton, so have I. Um, I think you know. I think Brighton will give them a game, but I I think Liverpool too good. Um, and you agree? You've gone three 0 City. I've gone two one. I think Palace can hmm. get a goal at City. I, I really like Vieira and what Palace are doing. I think they've got some threat. Uh, Alisi, a player we didn't talk about earlier, who's who's starting to edge into fantasy contention. I think I think a five point four midfield option. Eze's back in training now, some way off, but Zaha can hardly get in the team at the moment with Benteke and Edouard playing well. So. Well, I think, I th- I, honestly, I think that's the biggest difference between Palace this year and, and previous seasons. They're not just so reliant on, on Zaha mm. to drag them through. And you saw it in the Arsenal game where they controlled, you know, a lot of the game, played really well, all without Zaha inside. Yeah, I mean, he 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 adds to the team when he's in, but he doesn't detract from it massively when he's out, which is mm. a big step. Also, he's not like the, the big fish anymore. Right? They've got other players and I think that probably helps Zaha a bit. Ben yeah, Teke yeah. as well, playing up. Is Ben Teke a factor yet? Do we... Do we have to consider him when we talk about budget strikers? He was the biggest underperforming player last week. He could have, I think his XG was like Four big chances, yeah. Yeah, his XG was like 2.11 or something. Mm. Massive. But never going to go there. No. Uh, I could be tempted. He was a favourite of mine back in the day, but... And he's a villa. Yeah. He's a villa. He was was great, but oh, he's... Yeah, I don't trust him. Uh, Newcastle, uh, I've gone 2-0 Chelsea. You've gone 3-0 Chelsea. Um, not too much to talk about there. We're, we're expecting a comfortable victory for, for Chelsea there. Uh, Watford, difference of opinion here. You've gone the 2-1 win for Southampton at Watford. I've gone 1-0 Watford. What's your thinking? My thinking, again, is it's hard to judge that Everton match because I talk about bad performances. I mean, United had a bad performance throughout the entire game. Everton just completely capitulated oh, in the God. last 20 minutes. I mean, again, it was it was the same kind of thing. Pressing high... Balls over the top, running from goal, no defenders within sight. I mean, Southampton aren't going to do that. Southampton are, are I mean, Ever- Everton should be a well-disciplined team. Hey, hold on, Southampton aren't going to capitulate. Has been known. Well, well, that's true. Yeah, that, that is true. But I'm, I'm, again, I'm trying not to get too, you know, overexcited by one result for Watford. I still think Watford are one of the, are the second poorest team in the league. Mm. And Southampton, I think, are, are proving us all wrong this season and, I, and they, they should be pretty confident in winning that game. Yeah, I don't know why I've gone 1-0. I just think, you know, Ranieri, they'll ride off the back of the Everton defeat. I think it'd be a a very kind of attritious match and mm. I think Watford might nick it. Um, Spurs, Man United, you've gone the 2-1 win for Spurs. I've gone 2 all Again, I think there'll be goals. So do you. You just think Spurs are legit? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good time to play United. Two poor teams, right? <laughs> it's, it is two poor teams. I, I, I just, I, I think I would be amazed if the players can recover from that under Solskjaer, that performance. Yeah. You know, Pogba's out again, stupid red card. They're, they're, they're probably going to go into that game again with McTominay and Fred in mm. midfield. They haven't really got too many other options. It's so light. Like they're just, just going to get walked past. I, 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 th- I think Spurs are going to be 
chomping at the bit. I think anyone would like to play United in this mm. next game. I, I, I'd back anyone in this game really? against United. You just think the after effects of that match are going to be so stark that... I just can't see them recovering. I just think it's it's such a psychological, you know, they've had Alex Ferguson had to go to the training ground to tell them all, you know, back the manager. And they all know Solskjaer's going to leave probably in the next few weeks, regardless of what happens in these games. They're not going to continue to back him. They're going to have to get someone in, um, you know, that's, I mean, no, that's a better manager than Solskjaer. I, I think Solskjaer has done a great job at United. I think very few players would have been, well, very few managers would have been coming after Mourinho and got them galvanised the way they are, but they need to get a manager in to take them up, take them next, up, up, yeah. up, take them to the next yeah. level. It's, no, it's, it's, it's so it's so clear. It's ironic because there's great players on that pitch between Spurs and Man United, just not great teams at the moment. No, so. I'm not looking forward to that game at all. No, <laughs> it's like, and it should be the game of the game of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going into Sunday, Norwich versus Leeds. Oh, I need some seeds, or I need some conifers, or I need some barbecue bricks. I think I might never that, thought we'd be sent against Leeds, right? The first Garden Centre game of the season. I think this is Norwich versus Leeds. I'm not really keen to watch that. I mean, it could. I, I, I'm going a one all. You've gone a two one Leeds, right? I want Leeds to recover. I want Leeds to get better because I do like them and I like their players, but I still think I've, they struggle. I've gone for a Leeds win because of one player. Mm. And that player is a 4.5 million yeah, forward. He did well, didn't Joe he? Joe Geldhart. <laughs> he, he was at Wigan and he caught my eye there. And he, he, he was fantastic when he came on, wasn't he? He is brilliant. He's, he's, he's clearly, he's got something about him that, that's just electric. And I think this could be the game where he really um, showcases his, mm. his ability. Because Norwich, Norwich can obviously get got at. They don't score many goals. I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably get one because Leeds can't really defend. But... I'm expecting big things from Gohart this week. Okay. Yeah, I have looked at him in the wild card, actually. Uh, Villa West Ham, I've gone 2-0. You've gone 2-1. Perhaps not too much to say about that. I want to get through these to get to the wild card, obviously. To West Ham, right? Yeah, we've both gone yep. West Ham win, 2-0. And I've gone I've gone 2-0, you've gone 2-1. I mean, Villa, I think they'll change the system. I think they've got a two-up. Uh, they'll play 4-4-2, maybe, with Bailey out in the wing now, right? So he could become a factor from this point, maybe. But at the moment, Villa have just disappointed, haven't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. They I was talking to Grealish, obviously, but no. I was, I was talking to Tom, a big, mm. big Villa fan, uh, Tom Freeman, mm. and he's just terrified of West Ham from set pieces. He says right. Villa from set pieces are so weak, and with Creswell and Antonio and Zuma, yeah. there, he says that they, they're going to target those. Bonner near post, always near post. Yeah, he's he's very concerned. Mm. Okay, and then Wolves Everton, we've gone the home win. We just think Everton have got a hangover, right? <laughs> they've got no players. <laughs> they've got no. They've got no team. They've. And they've now proved they can fall apart within 20 minutes. I mean, Benitez has got a hell of a job to, you know, to get them recovering after that. I think Richarlison back in gives them some threat at least, but without Decore, they're, a, they're such a weak side. Do you see the news that he's going to be back earlier than Is he he? thought? Right. Okay. So big, big for them. But until mm. then, I, I can't believe, I, I don't think I'm going to be picking too many Everton wins. Mm. Okay, uh, let's talk about the captaincy. Well, this will be really quick as well, but let's talk, bring out the Matrix first because... Look at that. I mean, our primary candidate for the next five game weeks, it's impossible to look beyond Salah, isn't it? Can you see a game week there where you would dare go beyond Salah and look somewhere else? No. I mean, I think... Sorry. No, I mean, I, but spare a thought for me, I've got to do a weekly captaincy video with Tom about oh, different, different, me, play, different, different players to, to consider. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's just so, it's just so tough. Uh, I mean, this week, I think the only player that I'd maybe consider would be Foden. Um, we should do our chips. We, we've stopped doing our chips. We'll I do that. Like that. We'll do that in a minute when we get to this week. I think, I think Trent is always the alternative to Salah within 
the Liverpool team at the moment. I don't think you go Mane or Jota. I think game week 12, you look at Kane and Son versus Leeds. If we see a bit more from them too, you might risk it with Salah at home to Arsenal. But it would be a risk, wouldn't it? Wow. It really was. And you know, I think if, if Brighton had, had maybe only lost 1-0 to City or something last week, again, ifs and maybes, I would have thought, okay, maybe we could get away with it this week because, you know, if Brighton are going to be decent defensively. But it was just the level that City blew them away, which has really made me realise how far ahead City, Liverpool, Chelsea are compared mm. to the others. So unless they're playing each other, it's, I can't see how we can really look past Salah at the moment. Things mm. might change if he blanks against Brighton and goes against West Ham. Maybe, maybe there's a maybe there's discussion to be had, but it's really, it's just really. I mean, he's on he's on hundred points, isn't he? Or near hundred points after nine games. Mm. Yeah, averaging averaging over ten points a game. Hundred and seven points he's got. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. And, and this table here shows like ten goals, six assists, twenty point three minutes per shot. 99.3 minutes per XGI non-penalty. To be under 100 minutes per XGI non-penalty is ridiculous. I mean, Ronaldo was when he started. He's not now. Even Ronaldo, shot volume Ronaldo. So it's absolutely crazy the level which he's performing at. I mean, while if you look at the opponent's season data, Brighton are the least obliging of any of the defences mm. on show amongst the captain candidates' uh, opponents, um, they're actually not the least obliging over the last four. They have conceded an XG every 60 minutes and a chance every 6.7 minutes and a big chance every 45 minutes. So actually over the last four, Brighton have looked a little bit fragile maybe. Um, they've had the 12th best fixtures over that run. So they've had middle table fixtures. So you can't say that their defences look suspect necessarily because they've had hard games. So I actually think there's data to support the fact that Brighton will concede a few chances as well. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like a few people say in the chat, I mean, Brighton, Brighton did... did you know, put up their socks in the second half against City. It was, it was a good performance, but it's easy to pull your socks up. It's easy for a team to retreat when you're already 3-0 down. Or was it 2-0? Sort of, I think it was 3 mm. um, by that point. And, you know, I think if, if Brighton had got close to getting anything, City would have just turned it on again and, and, and you know, got something. I mean, the, the only thing with Salah is there, there could be a rest for him. We might see Jota coming in, but you're not going to try and predict Klopp and when he's going to rest him. And even if he does arrest him and brings him on, we saw against Palace last year, he can still get two goals and and score. I just I just think with your captain, forget EO. With your captain, you just want reliable points. Like it's such a hard chip to get right. Like if, if Salah wasn't in the game, we'd be captaining all these different players and we'd be winning and losing and all this kind of stuff. But having that player who you just feel so confident is going to get something every game mm. just takes that stress out. It does. And I, I, I don't think there's a debate this week. Um, I think that going back to the Matrix, you know, under normal circumstances when Kane and Son are performing and Salah isn't the best player in the world, game week 12, I would look to Kane and Son. But in this situation where Kane and Son, or certainly Kane has been disappointing and Salah is performing at the level he is, there's going to have to be a change in the next two weeks for me to consider that. But that's the only week I can see coming up in the next five where I'd go. Yeah, game game week. And and Ronaldo v Watford. Ronaldo... Typically eats typically eats these teams from from these from the you know the the real lower place teams. Yeah. If Solskjaer's not there by that point, and they've got in a, a new coach, and there's a bit more of a buzz and happiness around the side, he could be someone I look at. You've got to have Ronaldo in your team at that point, and who's who's going to retain Ronaldo to game week twelve? Maybe people will out of necessity, but yeah, he'll still be in teams, won't he? So maybe that's an option. But 
this week we agree then no there's no debate right on the Katsy. Sorry. I mean Trent's the only one. If you really wanted to be different, and why would you? I don't think there's a need for I, I, again I I think Foden. Foden for me is is, is ahead is ahead of Trent. I so think I mean, if, if we if we are doing the chips. Okay. So I haven't got Foden on this table. Do you think I should have then instead of De Bruyne? Do you think Foden is the captain yeah. of choice at City now? For you? sure. You'd go he's, that he's, far. He's right. way he's way ahead of De Bruyne, I think. you know, given given what he's what he's been doing. And I'm not even entirely certain of De Bruyne's starts. I still think Champions League is going to be the priority. And I think, I almost think De Bruyne's minutes are going to be managed in the league to get him fit and ready for the Champions League when they when they want to use him more. Well, let's just go Whereas, back to midfielders and see. So De Bruyne, yeah, I mean, he's 214.1 minutes per XGI compared to Foden on 139.4. The data supports it. He's shooting more often, 25.3 compared to 28.8. But shots in the box, Foden 28.8 compared to 43.4 for, for De Bruyne. So, and De Bruyne has not had a big chance all season. So he's, yeah. not the main, he's not the main man there at the moment. You know, you can only go by what, what's happening at the moment. And, and De Bruyne, again, I mean, even last season had a pretty disappointing FPL return um, as well. I think, I think Foden is... is so you, think, you think Foden should be on these tables from now I on? think over, over De Bruyne, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, let's look at our teams. We'll come to my wild card in a minute, but this is how Ooh. you could go in. It's Flag City for us. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Lots of, lots of flags about. <laughs> I know. It could be a minus eight. It could be a minus four. It could be no transfer. Uh, I'm playing Foster at home to Southampton this week with Rams on the bench. You are I doing that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I've gone for Trent, James, and Cancelo in defence. Uh, Mbomo, Salarafina, Foden, uh, Smith Rowe against Leicester, and then Antonio and Vardy up front. And then Ramsdale, Livermento on my bench, he could easily come in for someone. Uh, Mope, oh dear, and Duffy. And this is exactly why you don't book transfers in, because I said, didn't I, Mope to Tony would be you the did. move I do straight away. And now I want Tony, and I've got flags, and I've still got Mope. So, yeah. One you could thing do I... Mope to Tony still, couldn't you? And then Yeah. One thing I will guarantee that you right now is that Mope will not be in my starting eleven. Even if I've got sure. if if Mbomo, Rafina, and Vardy are all out, I will take a minus eight. <laughs> hmm. I imagine I'll bring Livermento in, um, if, depending on the severity of injuries, and then I'll make sure I've got an eleven that doesn't include Mope. He will not be he will not be featuring. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping the there's, there seems to be some good news on Mbomo and Rafina. I think Bielsa said he doesn't expect the knock to keep Rafina out. Mm, and then Bono, right. Bono's hamstring was a minor one and Frank said he's not going to keep him out for a few weeks. So mm. hopefully they'll be back. No news on Vardy from, that I'm aware mm. of. So and he, he, he was seen so. with some strapping or some, some, some kind of covering he's the on one, his knee. Yeah, he, he's, he's, the, he's the one that I'm most concerned about because yeah. he doesn't like coming off. What was the... I, um, did they start Ian Acho and Daka tonight or did they... What did they go with? Yeah. I think Daka started. So if they if they didn't start them both, or if they took Daka off, that would be an indication as well. Um, they uh, they won. have a guess, quick... guess who guess who missed his penalty? <laughs> I don't know who. Mope. Did he? Okay. He did. Uh, he did. What were the minutes uh, for Leicester? There? It was just Daka. It was Lookman, Barnes, and Daka. Did Daka play the whole game? Uh, yes. Mm, that's a good sign, I would say, for Vardy. Then in that case. Because I think that he wouldn't risk Dakar for the full game if if he had problems with with Vardy, yeah, true. in my view. Yeah, Ian Atcher came on at seventy three. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're jumping to conclusions. You're trying to read something into that, aren't you? Hopefully, yeah. Rogers can be clear in his um in his team news. Anyway, uh, okay. So you Ooh, could take go. you could take a hit, could you? Yep, I could take it. I could honestly, I wouldn't be completely opposed to a minus eight. I'm just okay. I'm looking at the Mope thing as being like that was just a mistake, and I can just rectify that for a minus four if I need to. Okay. So. 
Hopefully it doesn't need, hopefully it doesn't come to that. But if worst case hits and they're all out for a month, then I'll probably just get rid of a lot of them. Fair enough. Uh, right, so this is I've got two wildcard teams right at the moment. Um, this one is the most extreme. Um, okay. And it is basically a power five in midfield and a very cheap front line. So it is fostering goal with Sanchez on the bench this week. Obviously, Sanchez, my regular keeper. Cancelo, Trent, Chilwell um, with Livermento and Amity on the bench. Talk about him in a minute. Uh, midfield of Son, Salah, Jota, Foden and Mount. And then Antonio, Wang and Broja up front of Broja up front. Very, very cheap up front with Wang and Broja. Um, Antonio, I'll keep for now. But it's all about the midfield. Obviously, I've gone in for all of them, um, Foden and Mount and Son. Uh, and I've still got, you know, three, the best three defences at the back with Livermento and Amity, who's back in the Leicester team, four million, played the last three. While they're playing three at the back and James Justin is out, I know Justin's back in training, but they're saying like it'll be probably mid to late November. So Amity's still a factor. I think, I think he's all right. He gives me a route into this. But the problem here, I can see already is, well, there's two. It's very difficult to upgrade the strikers um, without making multiple moves. That's true of the next lineup as well. But also, it's lack of depth because I've got Cancelo, Chilwell, Foden, Jota, who aren't necessarily nailed on. So I know that's the concern here. Um, but it might be the way I go for a couple of weeks before. Obviously, I've got transfers, right? So I've got a plan to use those. Your thoughts, rip it apart. That's- I like it broadly. Mm. I I think you know it's similar to mine. <laughs> uh, how many players have we got the same? Foster, Cancelo, Trent. Uh, okay, not four, five. Okay, actually, not too many the same. Um, the only player I don't like in is Jota. I I I, I just think you're you're being a bit blinkered with right. with him. Let me I know, sh- let me show I know, you. I know, I know I know his stats are good, but no. Let me let me show you this right. So this here is the ticker on Fantasy Football Scout, sorted by attacking potential, right? So there is the option to sort by the likelihood of goals, effectively. So it looks at the opponents, looks at how leaky their defences are for big chances, expected goals conceded, whatever, grades them according to that. If you take the ticker and look at that variable and you sort from now until game week 20, the three top teams are Chelsea, City and Liverpool. If you look at that, what's extraordinary is they don't play each other at all in the next 10 game weeks, right? Between 10 and 20, they avoid each other. The toughest fixture that any of them have got is Man United. That's extraordinary, right? So those three are not only the best three attacks, they've also got the best fixtures until game week 20 in terms of attacking data and stats, right? So what that tells me is it's all very well having Salah and Trent, but everyone's got them. So Jota gives me another route into the best attacking team in the league. And that means that when Liverpool win, I've got a chance of getting an advantage on other managers. If I've only got Salah and Trent, no one's going anywhere, are they? Like at the weekend, if I didn't have Jota, that game at United, I'd have just shrugged my shoulders and gone, yeah, well, okay, I've got points from Salah and, and Trent. But everyone's going to captain Salah from now on. Surely everyone's going to get Trent. So Liverpool games mean nothing unless you've got Mane or Jota. So when I looked at that and I look at these fixtures, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth a go. Thoughts the, on that? The, the, the problem, I, I agree with you, but also I think you're trying to force a player in who isn't first choice. I don't, like Firmino's form this season is so good. The front, the, the, the front three are, are going to be, the best front three they've got is Firmino, Mane and Salah, which tells me Jota's going to come in when one of them needs a rest. But Mane I, didn't I just, need a rest at the weekend. Well, I think he, I, he doesn't need a rest, he but I think that's, a that's, rest. That's, that was tactical, surely. 
But I don't think it was tactical. I think Klopp likes to rotate in and out, in and out the front. Three, he played Jota means... there last season. He played him there this season. Yeah, Manny, Manny I... got Manny didn't play tonight, so he didn't need a rest, did he? Because if he needed a rest, he would have played him. I don't, I don't. I think Jota played for tactical reasons, but I agree with you. I think the front first for front three are. I, I'd, I'd rather have Tony or Ibomo going forward than Jota. That's my, that's, that's my right. own. So that's, here we go. That's then. my own thoughts. Do you prefer Mount to Jota? Now, see, that is a good question. I'm fi- I find Mount really hard to judge off the back of one performance. I think I'd have him in because he's got Newcastle and Burnley next. And I think long term, he's going to be a decent option ticking over. I think Jota's obviously got those explosive points, but he's going to frustrate more. I-, I think I'd rather have Mount. Would I you? think Mount, Mount, will t- Mount will tick over all season. So you don't put any stock in this Liverpool thing, right? Because do you not... Do you don't understand I'd, that? I'd rather, well, why, why, I, I completely understand it. They're I the mean, best the, attack. The, They're better than cities. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So none and, of us and, are going anywhere off the best attack in the, in the in the league. That's what I don't get. Yeah, but we 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 can't because we the only options we've got are Mane, who's too expensive, and Jota, who doesn't play enough. So you, you can't just force an attacker in. You, oh, let's get let, let's get Divock Origi in because no, you know, know he's, a, he's a Liverpool. They're he's not a Liverpool in the same striker. bracket. I, I no, think I, I'm, Jota at seven five, right? He's in a price bracket. It's not, you can't do it with Mane. I think he's in a price bracket where if you can, if you've got some depth on the bench and this team hasn't, but the next team has, if you've got some depth on the bench and you can try and read when, like Jota didn't play tonight, right? I think he starts against Brighton. It's not guaranteed by any means, but I think he's got a good chance of starting <coughs> against Brighton. Then again, Mane didn't start tonight either. But Jota played in that 5-0 and played pretty well. And I, I think he'd be unfortunate to lose his place. So I think I'd have to choose the weeks I'd be willing to start him. But as long as I've got a player on the bench, I'm not oh, minding starting. I mean, I choosing weeks, you're going to imagine yeah, benching him against impact, United. The impact, if I didn't have him at the weekend, I'd have had 11 less points and I probably wouldn't have had a green arrow. So the impact he had for me at the weekend highlights his use to me. And when he's on the pitch, he's effective. I mean, if he starts a game, I'm thinking I'm going to get something out of him. It's not like... I don't think he's like a Mount where it's like if Mount starts, there's like a... I don't think he's guaranteed points per game. I don't think Jota is either, but I think Jota is more likely to score points than Mount when on the pitch. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, so I think that's why I prefer going Jota over Mount. But I, I agree, one of the one of those two has to go, I think, out of this team. It's just, it's just interesting that like you've got Jota, Foden, Mount, Chilwell... Cancelo, I, I think, still is 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 nailed, but mm. there's always a bit of a risk with with things. I mean, Huang as well, like Traore's knocking around, Trincao, they they have got options up there. Um, Broyer as well has got Armstrong and 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 Che Adams. He could he could miss the odd game. There is a lot of players here which yeah. you you could you could you, you know you could have half a squad at any any given time. Yeah. Um, I, and I think Jota would 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 be would be the move I'd make down to someone else, but okay. I, I, like I said, I, I, I don't hate. I don't hate this team. I just, I just, I can see there being problems down the line. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah, I think it's short term. If I went with this, but I've since. I think this going. Mm. I may well go this because if Mbomo is fit, yeah, go on. I was going to say one, one thing. One, one mm. play we didn't talk about when trying to tap into Liverpool is, is Robertson going with going Robertson and, and Trent. Um, yeah, but then you've got to play four at the back, haven't you? You have, but. Do you do you look at Robertson? I mean, he's not he's not really getting the attacking points uh, that he was getting last season. No. Um, but they're, they're, you know he is nailed and they are getting clean sheets and actually I'd rather have Robertson than Jota anyway would you? 
Yeah, possibly. If 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 the clean sheets were were more guaranteed, I, yeah, obviously it's not as sexy and exciting, but that's you know. But it, it is it is the switch to four at the back, which yeah. is which is a bit of an issue. But I've been playing four at the back last few weeks, and it's not too bad. So this <laughs> is the other team that I'm looking at, and this is probably more likely. If Mbomo's fit, I'll probably go with this. Right, it's Foster and goal again. Cancelo, Trent, Chilwell, a midfield of Son, Salah, Jota, Foden, and Bomo, and then Antonio and Tony up front with Broha, Jansen, and Livermento. So I've got. I've got three subs there that I don't, at the moment, I don't mind any of them coming on. I mean, Jansen's got good fixtures and he's probably the biggest goal threat for them. And I do think that their centre-backs are going to get some goals over this run as well. Livermento, who arguably can be starting, and, and Broho at the moment, I think he's probably, like you said, the best budget striker. So this is probably what I'm going to go with. The only thing about this is it is probably near a lot of teams already, right? I don't, this is not, this is more or less a template wildcard, I would say. Thoughts on that? Yes, it is. But you have got a lot of people clamouring to get the likes of Chilwell and Foden in using transfers. People have already played their wild cards anyway. Uh, you've got Son in, who I don't think many people are, are going to have because, you know, he's kind of an awkward price, isn't he, around the kind of 10 million mark. You've got your double Brentford set up. Uh, and then you've got like Broho and Livermento, who who people are going to be mm. probably avoid, like because, you know, you don't really want to be getting in 5 million, 4 million defenders when there's players like Foden and Mount and these guys to, to get. So. I don't worry too much about what other people are doing and what your wildcard no, into. No, I know. It's, it's just... I mean, out of this team, how many players have we got the same? We've got... We'll have Foster, Cancelo, Trent, Salah, Foden, Mbomo, Tony. So we'll have, we'll have seven. Mm. We'll have seven of our 11 and Livermento. So eight. Eight out of 15. It's only, mm. only half. That's about what it is now. But this, I, I, this is only changing five players for my current team. Yeah. Because if you think, I've made the transfer to Ginchuo in... But after that, I've only changed five players. So it's a wild card that changes five players. But like I said, I don't think, I think the wrong thing to do is try and force more change just for the sake of it. And I do, you know, I, I, that's what I'm wary of. That's why, I mean, I could get rid of Jota, but I just like having him in here off the back of that 11-pointer. Like if he doesn't, I might go into to the weekend and not start him and start either Jansen or Livermento or Broho, right? I might do. Probably Broho at Watford would be sensible to start, right? if he's fit. So I might change the 11 here and not play Jota. And that's what I've got to decide every week. But in a week where Jota is feeling like 80% certain to start, having him in that Liverpool attack, I just like it. I just like it as a differential every week. So what you've done and has been pointing out in the chat is you've effectively wildcarded to swap Kane Vasson. Yeah, effectively, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have done that. Well, but by doing that, it gives you 2 million, doesn't it? And then you can spread that out, right? So... I think, uh, in, in all honesty, if, if I was wildcarding, I think this is pretty much exactly what I'd be going with, but I'd be going mm. Mount over Jota. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I I, 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 I'd, lo- I'd love to tear it apart more, but I, I, I honestly think this is about the best you can do mm. at the moment. It is, it is very vanilla. There's no risks in there. There's not a Cornet in there or anything like that. So, Stick I'm, Madison in. I'm disappointed in myself <laughs> for that, but I do think it's probably the one. I mean, there's a lot of blue on that ticker there, like the good fixtures going into this week. It's, I mean, a, it's a good, it's a good solid team that should score well. I wouldn't overthink it too much. No, and it's and it's it is banking on Brentford doing something over these next three fixtures, and that I guess is a risk. But as we said, when you look at the play, the teams they've played and the defenses they've played against, I think it's right to expect an upturn in their in their goals. I think it is mm. right, and I think it's not inevitable, but I think we shouldn't be surprised to see it. So, off the back of that, I think this is the way I'm going to go. But I'm I'm going to stick with Jotto. I think I may die on this hill. But there will be week, there will be weeks where I play him and I've got points on the bench that I didn't get and he gets a one pointer. But I think also there'll be point the weeks where 
he is the one that makes a difference and gets me a green arrow like he was at the weekend. I think it's, I think the, the comparison with Mount is really interesting because mm. I think they're two completely different players in terms of FPL-wise. You, you've got Mount, who's, who I expect him to tick over, yeah. take away that 24-point. I don't think he's going to hit that again. And then you've got Jota, who when he plays should do well, but does does frustrate quite a bit, but then mm. will miss out. Be, be interested to come back to this. We should come back to this in like, I don't know, eight weeks or something and see... Which of those two players? I'll is make actually... a um, I'll make a turning point team on mm. on, on Ragaboli's tool with, yeah, with Mount in there um, rather than Jota maybe, and then see we'll come back in five weeks and see where we are, um, and I'll manage those two teams fairly, and we'll, we'll see. One one other one other thing mm. I wanted to mention, and, and someone we haven't talked about at all this week, but is some if if Rafinha's out, someone who I'm considering, I never thought I'd be saying this, is uh, what about Bernardo Silva? Yeah, I mean, he's shown up or, really well. Or Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, I haven't sh- I haven't considered Jesus, I've got to say. No. But Bernardo Silva, yeah, because of his price point. And he's obviously looking a certain starter at the moment. Certainly in Pep's favour. I don't know. It, he's not He's not a player who appeals to me, though. I don't, I don't know why. He's one of those players who, like, like a mount, he'll tick along, but he won't, he won't well, get his I, I, I think point. I think, again, we're, we're seeing... We're, I don't think we can judge City off off the back of last. Uh, I know Silver's never really been a mm. great um, fantasy option, but now they're not playing with a, a recognised striker, and they are using mm. Foden that in in the role he is. When I see Foden dropping deep, Bernardo Silva just bombing up up the pitch for seven million, playing in that City team, mm. looking like an absolute, you know, still. I do think for seven million, he's he's going under the radar still. Five mm. percent ownership. Decent fixtures to come. Well, I, I prefer Gundogan. If Gundogan was in, because he's mm. one I've met, I've looked at, but I don't think he's nailed on. I, I want to see if 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 Bernardo Silva is even showing up in our data here. He's not in the, <clears throat> he's not in the top thirteen. He's not been filtered out by me. Gundogan is right. Gundogan is eighth in the table for minutes per xgi non penalty. Um, I've got to say I haven't really considered Silva. Um, I know I'm aware that he has shown up recently and and done well, and Pep's picking him regularly, but I've got to say that. that that has blindsided me. I will have a look at it after this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, just, I mean, Jay Zeus as well has, has only mm. blanked in two, two of his starts. He's yeah. Played. And going him would get me more money up top, which then mm. makes it easier to move back to Lukaku. But I guess, you know, having Son there, I can always downgrade Son at any time if I wanted to go back to Lukaku with either Tony or Antonio. So that that's why I like this team as well. Having Tony there means it won't have to be Antonio I get rid of if I need to upgrade my striker. Um, so yeah, I, I will probably go with this and I will probably stick by Jota, but I'll keep looking. I mean, there's still time to go yet. I mean, there's a lot of time, a lot of Twitter spaces to get into between now and deadline. <laughs> You're loving I'm these making... Twitter spaces. Yeah, yeah. I think we should, we should start with some up. Luke is yeah. doing one right now with Fergie, I think, which I'm going to drop into yeah. after this is finished. But before we go, let's look at the Black Box League. We'll be doing one for Scout as well on Friday. Oh, are you now? A pre-deadline one. Yep. Right, nice. I'll be in that as well then in that case. Um, Leagues, uh, top of the table. Oh, your turn to read them out now, As. Do you want to read them out, As? <laughs> I don't want <laughs> right. to go there. Um, no, you, no, you carry on. You, okay. You, you're good uh, at this bit. Temi Dayo Bancole is top of the Black Box League. He's 35th, I think, in the world, 700 points. Then it's Hayden Neal, 697. Khalid, uh, Khalid Bedaki at 693. And Sid Karam on 691 in fourth. Harry Jones in fifth on 691. Uh, and then in the Apprentice League, you're now top ahead of me. And Henry hey. is up to third um, ahead of Natalie. And we have got to catch up. And I really want to talk to them about, well, you've already spoken to Natalie about her thinking behind the Havertz move. 
Um, is she distraught? Is she suffering the same kind of mental anguish that some others out there are, or is she over it now? Let me uh, let me let me read some of her messages. <laughs> uh, she's very upset. She said, uh, "Well, she, she's she's got a real rivalry going with, with Henry, right. in her own mind, of her own, yeah, of her own making." Yeah. I don't think Henry feels that, but yeah, go on. she 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 just messages me. Henry has triple captain Salah. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh dear," and I was like, "Yeah." So like, he's ruined my lead with this one move. I had a lead of nearly 40 points and now it's ruined. I'm very upset. I've got to find ways to lead again. I've used my wild card. There's no guarantee I'll get this lucky when I triple captain. Salah got him so many points. My lead's all gone. I'd had a decent lead over Henry. And then next day, I'm still annoyed by Henry's shit with the triple <laughs> captaincy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, to say she's it's suffering. Pretty bad. She's got it pretty uh, bad. She's got it bad. Yeah, you've she's made got this. You've, you've turned her into this. Are you happy with that? <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. I am quite happy. Yeah, she's a... Uh, She's just as obsessed as the rest of us. Yeah. And, it, it, and you know, it's quite, you know, it's, it's quite interesting to see her feeling that. I mean, again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact she's very much involved in the, in the community as well, right? So she's seeing, seeing some of the comments that have come out of this weekend and she's sharing that as well with you, right? And yeah, I haven't heard a peep from Henry yet. I must go and congratulate him for his triple captain. I want to talk to him about why he played it. And I guess he'll say, well, Salah's playing really well, isn't he? It'll be like a typical response of a manager who approaches the game more casual he'll go well, yeah i catch in salah because he's playing really well and united didn't look very good in midweek or whatever right so it'll be I, I, simple yeah. logic right I, I, it will be but i also think there'll be an element of i'm not doing too well and right. i wanted to do something to boost me up whereas right. a lot of people would think you know just wait and be patient and stuff i think maybe there's a bit of instant gratification that maybe he he wanted that's a that's complete no, that's complete guess yeah. i mean to, to have played two chips in two weeks is is a is a you know that's not normal. <laughs> well, I'll ask you. It shows you, doesn't it? I think that perhaps the Premier League need to get more information out in the early part of the season about the chips, and say because I think a lot of <coughs> casual managers, I hate the phrase, but it's the best word term to use, do play the chips early for that reason to get an early boost. And actually, there isn't enough information out there about hey, perhaps you want to play these later in the season when this happens. Like they get a lot of editorial out there nearer that time. Mm. But by then, a lot of players have played the chip. So, yeah, I think that's one interesting feedback for the Premier League is as a result of seeing this with Henry, it definitely reinforces the idea that the casual manager isn't well-informed enough yeah. on how to play the chips, if that is yeah. the way to play them, right? Well, I think, and, and Steve Elbow says in the chat, Peter Prince says that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that's interesting as well because obviously Natalie's panicking about one game week yeah. and, and, and that. Um, I think um, if my if my hypothesis is right about Henry, that he's kind of panicking because he's not doing so well. And I I don't want to, obviously we're near the end of this, but don't need to get in a big debate about it, but it's why I do think the chips should be both sides of the season. Yeah. Because I think it it, it, it makes people more engaged and more interested. And yeah. I think if, if, if we could be thinking and planning our chip use before the new year, I think it just adds another element to the It's so good, game. wouldn't it? If we knew we got another double, uh, triple captain to play next Absolutely. half of the season... Where we play the first one when there's no double game, it's it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just, I just, can't, I can't see any any negatives. Oh, can it. I? I'm, I mean, really the, the, the thing is, the chips don't. The chips are fun, and they don't give you like hundred points over other people. I mean, you know, Henry's played his triple captain in the best possible way, and it's gained him, you know, twenty four points over over other Salah captainers. Like, it's not huge margins. They're not complete game changers. Mm. They can. You know, they can they, obviously they're they're powerful, but they're not. I mean, you know, all of your chips are. I would say a, a good chip is worth twenty points. Yeah, for mm. you know, for most of them. So you're only really best case giving someone an extra sixty points by having more more chips in. 
I just think, you know, the, the first, having everything moving towards the blank game weeks and the doubles at the end of the season is just, just boring. And mm. it doesn't suit people like Henry and Natalie who want no. a bit of excitement, a bit of jazz, and they want, you know, to do something a bit interesting. Mm. So... We'll see. I mean, yeah. when we describe the double game, it's in blanks to Henry. Well, we'll see if he goes, oh, no, what have I done? But he probably won't. He'll go, oh, well, I'll think about that when yeah. we get there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll see. I don't want two bench boosts, though. Don't give me another bloody bench boost. <laughs> no one wants two bench boosts. Oh, God. I, I, I'd definitely be using mine game week one <sighs> if we had two. 100%. Game week one, yeah. decent squad, bench boost. Done. Absolutely. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't want two of those. But I mean, I guess we've got two wildcards, so we could use it with the wildcard, can we? That mm, always yeah. works. Uh, yeah. Do you want to do the smash and like? So, nearly 2,000 people watching, <laughs> probably all very disappointed with my wildcard, but uh, what can you do? Uh, as do it. Yes, please. We have got 2,000 people watching. We're at 342 likes. Uh, but we'd, I mean, I'd love to get 1,000 likes on a stream one, one week. That would be really cool. So, if you are watching this, if you are in the chat, Help me achieve my dream of getting. Would you want a thousand, thousand likes midstream? A thousand, a thousand likes midstream would we, be. We get it. We get it after, but we don't quite get it. Yeah, no, mid, mid, like in the stream, that'd be that'd be really cool. So it'd be half the people who like it um, doing it. Can't see it, uh, but yeah. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do. Um, and yeah, Mark and I are going to try and get a uh, an apprentice video done at some point because we are award winning for video content. Oh, you had not... to mention the uh, the award there. You're going to do that <laughs> well, every week just to well, piss Well, video Andy content off. means we can't just we can't just rely on oh, this, no. we, you know. No. We need to do our watch alongs, we need yeah. to do our match of the day. We we should do another watch along as well uh, at some point too. Yeah. We haven't done one of those this season. Um there won't be a Q&A tonight for anyone asking because Mark's tired. I'm flagging. Uh, it's all it's all those late night spaces basically. No, I've been off those actually, but I'm going to go into a space. <laughs> been off them. That's I have. Some, I've, I've got to. Like, Rubber Ducky sets them up, and then like I see them, I'm like, oh, I'm so tempted to go. And it's like eleven o'clock at night. Last week I did a couple of them. I haven't done any this week. I've been good because work is 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 obviously uh, priority. But um, I might dabble in a few on Friday night if you're doing one then, and I might go into one for half an hour and a minute. We'll see if Luke's still yeah. going. Yeah. Join us um, in, in the Twitter spaces. We'll do a black box one very soon. And I'm looking at a way of maybe streaming it at the same time as well. So if you don't oh, on Twitter, nice. you can listen in very good. and do that. So that's coming soon. But for very now, good. it's a good night for me. Good night, everyone. Thanks for watching. Podcast Network.